This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm gout. And we're just two guys without gout who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're slurping down baking soda and milk as we watch Spine 403 in the Criterion Collection. Carlos Horas. Rey Cuervos from 1976. But first, oh. RJ, what are you yeah. doing over there? You eating salty snacks? Eating some lobster? I uh, well, I, for dinner I made um cheese toast. Oh, that was my dinner that, tonight. Fa- fancy pants over here. Well, I had bread. I have, I have, I, I got a really good. Oh, fr- oh, oh, you got bread over there? <laughs> well, I got really yeah. good bread. I In this like economy, French. Loaf. <laughs> In French. This, not- Actually, those French loaves have gone up. They used to be a buck, and now they're two two ten or something. <laughs> Fucking yeah, they're just cleaning, cleaning house. The, <laughs> they can, yeah, they spend ten cents on the flour to make that thing. Yeah, did you? Uh, you know those big French loaves, right? <laughs> do, do you when you go to the till? Do you start talking about bread fixing? So, what do you guys uh, use for your mother yeast back there? Like that kind of bread fixing, or do you mean price fixing? Oh, price fixing. Oh, you didn't mean like the the yeast that they were no. using? No. Oh. No. But you could have though, right? That's some that's some real Canadiana right there. Price bread fixing price? of bread. Yeah. Well, you talk to Loblaws and you talk to your buddy in the big house, JT. Hey. You talk to him. I know uh West Galen Weston, he uh he snitched everybody out. Got a good Who's, got a good got a good deal. Gillum Weston. Galen Weston, he was the I think he's like kind of stepped back, but he was the CEO of Loblaws. Yeah, they snitched out everybody saying, yeah, yeah, we were price fixing. We're going to give everybody $25 gift cards. And then, yeah. And then Lob, everybody. Loblaws, And then like the, the other uh, culprits, the other chains, they uh, they just owe the government money. Mm. And you're like, oh, cool. Is the government going to give that back to people? And to which the government goes, no, we don't have to. It's hard. Already been sent. JT went to the movies twice this week. He's already spent what? everybody's money. Uh, what did he go see Barbie again? No, he went to Oppenheimer with his kid, his daughter. Oh, he he made a point. He's like now he's like evening it out, going to Oppenheimer with and like with his daughter. And I remember all all those guys were mad about him going to Barbie. And I was like, I I think you're missing the point. If you want to be mad at something, you should be talking about the fact that he was in the movies twice in in seven days. He's getting divorced. It's like there's a lot of other things. Like he's he's in charge of a country, Jared. That's right. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be at the movies twice a week. That's hey. a little bit excessive. Why not? Well, I mean, I'm kind of old school. I feel like if you're the leader of a, a one of the free world countries, that uh, you, you shouldn't have, no have life. a life. Yeah, you no sh- life. You shouldn't have a life. Nope. Um, no fun. Well, no family. what if what if what if I told you that uh, presidents of universities get paid more than he does 
Yeah, but he's not in it for the money. He's in it for the attention. He, he the power. He, he likes the power. He likes, he likes the way people look at him. I don't know what accent that is, but I, I actually know. don't care. But I feel like people who do want to attack him, I think last they're, they're episode, missing the last episode you ended talking about uh, Justin, and now here you did are. Did uh, You did, and now here you are picking pick things back up. I feel like he's on your mind he's a lot. He's in the news again. He's in... he? I I didn't know that. I, I didn't even see it at all in the well, news. Are you even well, using threads? What, what what news are you looking at? <laughs> threads. Oh, have you uh, even been well, using how threads? about how about this? A uh, Ecuadorian presidential candidate was assassinated today. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. What are your feelings about that? How does what do you, do you feel? know why it's called Ecuador? Why? Because it's on the equator. Wow. There's like other things on the uh, the equator. Why aren't they also called Ecuador? Because they got to it first, man. Who they did? uh the Ecuadorians. They said we got here first. We're gonna be the Ecuadorians. And everyone else can kick rocks, and nobody could. They called dibs. So, so apparently, as a Latin American mm-hmm. country, it takes its name from the first French geodesic mission commissioned in 1736 to measure the shape of the Earth, Ecuador, which comes from the Latin aquator, mm-hmm. the one who equals symbolically marks half the world. Yeah, it's the equator. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, what about I, I said it like that too. What, what do the flat earthers have to say about that? I don't really care. I hate those people. I've said that before. I hate all those people. And the, the country people... which straddles the uh, equator even has a monument built to celebrate its location in the middle of the world. Does it? Doesn't make any sense. There's no such thing. Like everyone's in the middle of the world simultaneously. That's a pretty narcissistic point of view, it's, but it's, all right. It's a sphere. All right. Or it's, a, uh, or, or, it's a, or it's a squishy kind of ball, isn't it? It's not quite a circle. Or a us, we're, we're kind of lumpy. A little lumpy. Kind of like a big A little lump. craggy. Yeah. Well, I yeah. feel like um, Ecuador's claims are uh, sus. Hey, man, listen, don't take it up with me. I'm, I'm just reporting the news, all right? The facts. I'm just stating the facts here. I'm just, I'm just laying it all out there. Fred Armisen is from Ecuador. There you go. Or he played one in TV once. That's the same thing, right? So uh, yesterday at the store, some, yeah, someone, someone was telling me I should watch Barry. Yeah, Barry's a really good show. Well, I, then I, I, went, I know you don't like Bill Hader though. So, so the, the reason I brought this up it. is because they were like, "Well, you don't like John Hader," and I was like, "What?" I'm like, ben "That isn't right. That isn't." Yes, exactly what I said. I'm like John Hader. <laughs> like, like that's because I'm like, no, it's not John Hader. Like that is not a name. That's uh, but, but, there were... we didn't Google it though. We didn't go to the Google machine to chat, double check. But yeah. I was like, no, it's not correct. They're going John. Like, yeah. That's what that's his name. I'm like, his last name's Hader, and I couldn't like because once they said John, like, I'm like, I don't even know what his first name is now. But now, clear Bill. as day, it's like it's Bill. I know it's Bill. But at the William. time, I was like, no, I'm like, it's not Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, um, what's it? Uh, Rory Culkin from Succession, Macaulay Culkin's brother. One time he's like, he was like, in an interview, he's like, someone once was like, "Hey, are you McClucky Clucky?" And he's like, "No, no one is." He's like, "That's not a name. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is. Nobody is." (laughs) It's like uh, you know, John Hader, McClucky. 
McClucky Clucky or something. It was something pretty funny like that. Are you McClucky McClucky? And he's like, nobody is. Wow. Yeah, Bill Hader. I mean, I think I mentioned Barry to you a while ago. You have. I, think, I don't. I think Barry's very good, but uh, I mean, if if I was like recommended a show and everyone's like, it's really good, and then the lead, the head or the lead actor was like Matt Smith or something or like uh, Lee Evans, I'd be like, what, what, what was that? What if it was Tim? Tim Allen. Shalamat. Oh yeah, see, yeah, I'd be like, I'd maybe watch it eventually. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe not, maybe yeah. not. So like, I get it, like, but I also, I think you need to give Bill Hader a second chance because I, I don't, he, he's not like a Timothy Chalamet or a, uh, he's Jai not Courtney. He's, he's not a Jai Courtney. Let's say <laughs> that, that. That's your, that's your uh, villain. Jai Courtney. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some guys who have passed Jai Courtney for me. He was my villain for a long time, but. Uh, like uh yeah, yeah i just i just looked up bill here and it's, it's his face <laughs> i yeah i know he plays an unlikable guy though would that help you no well he's a likable unlikable guy like ah. he's trying to do good things but he's a bad person kind of if that makes sense so like you might just be like yeah that's what i assumed bill hater was like the whole time i don't know he just looks so amused by himself I mean, he has fun, but you know, you know what would maybe sell you on Barry, not Bill Hader, but uh, the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Oh, and he won. Uh, I think he got a couple Emmys for uh, for Barry. He was, well, he was I mean, very good. I mean, I put a lot of stock in the Emmys, as people know. <laughs> we all do, Jared. We all do. Yeah. I'm just saying his uh, his merit was recognized. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, it's it's almost as good as a Grammy. Like that kind, yeah. I'm gonna look up Emmy Award winners. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna oh, be look. A, it's gonna be a look massive these, list. Listen to these hot, like wow! I've never heard of any of these. Ted okay. Lasso, Succession, yeah. yeah, um, lead actor from Squid Game, yeah, um, Amanda Seyfried from The Dropout, which I never heard of. That legitimately, yeah, I, I don't know that either. Actually, Zendaya from Euphoria. Oh, Ted Lasso, sure. Succession, Ted Lasso. Oh, there's Ozark buried in there. Uh the, oh yeah, White Lotus. People are always on about yeah. that show too. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I, don't know, I think man. Succession and Barry are both uh, leaps ahead of the White Lotus. White Look, Lotus I'll, is entertaining, but for a different I, reason. I think I have to get around to watching Atlanta first. Oh yeah, Atlanta's on uh, Disney Plus in full. That show is really, really good. I think even you would like that. Even I. Even you, yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't know. Sometimes people recommend shows to you. You're like, oh, it's the best show ever. Like, I, w- I wouldn't say that, but I, I do think Atlanta is very good. Don- Donald Glover's a, he's a cool dude. He's a hip dude. Hip dude. And his show gets, like, progressively, uh, it starts to get into, like, I don't know, like, not quite Twilight Zone, but, like, Twin Peaks, Dave-esque kind of area near the end. Like, uh, first season's pretty straightforward. Uh, and then, but there's one episode where it's kind of like a little weird and it's one of the best episodes in that season. You're like, yeah, you're like, that was a weird episode, but it was good. And then season two, there's a few more of those. And then season three and four, it's like all, every episode is like that. So yeah, he, uh, he really leans into the, uh, um, I don't know the, bizarre, like, how would you describe Lynchian type stuff? It's not really Lynchian, but like bizarre kind of, uh, abstract things. 
things that don't have an answer. You know what I mean, Jared? Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I would watch, if I was you, I would watch Atlanta uh, just for enjoyment. And, okay. I mean, one day you could maybe watch Barry if you can get past Bill Hader because it's also a good show. Sure it is. There's actually uh, the last season that we, uh, I haven't watched with Andy yet. We should watch that here soon. We were there watching Pushing Daisies, and we're almost on that now. Oh, uh, yeah. The Brian Fuller show. Isn't that some 2000s sweat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very 2000s. It's a pretty good show. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, it's very, um, it's, it's kind of like a Dr. Seuss story. It's very, like, ooh, like there's, everything's very pageant-esque. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't matter pageant-esque there's a lot of pageantry to things like the sets and designs are very like uh like they'll go to a store and it's like red everything and then they'll come out of it and then it's like the next store is like yellow everything so there's lots of like big bright colors and big bright characters it sounds whimsical it is it's very whimsical it's insaturated uh yeah it's a little bit of that but chi mcbride is in that show so that's pretty cool you know chi mcbride i know you don't know Chi McBride? If you if you I, saw I, I, him, you'd not. recognize him in an instant. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Okay. You know Chi McBride now? He's in lots of stuff. He's in lots of stuff. Doesn't matter. What were you talking about? Yeah, you should watch uh, Atlanta. Uh, it's a very good show. And you should watch Barry. And How To came back. Did you know that, Jared? I heard. Yeah. You should watch that, too. Oh, you yeah. should watch Home Improvement. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll write that one down as well. Mm-hmm. Very good show. Very good show. Hey, where, um, what's the farthest from a bathroom that brushed your teeth? Like, have you ever, like, while what? brushing your teeth, like, left the bathroom? Like, what's the farthest in your house you've gotten? With like, wa- well, we've wandered? Back? Yeah. Fuck, I, I don't think I can. I'm a, I'm like an open mouth, like, toothpaste pig so you're like in the basin like you're like uh, I'm gonna do this overall it, otherwise it'll get everywhere yeah okay you know what i saw the other day because like is the 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 problem i think is like i've got my gag reflex will uh fire up if i'm uh if I, I gotta be there so i keep my i thought like, uh, uh, yeah, you might have to and there's you certain days for raw what's that sound there you go yeah um okay so the reason i ask is uh i i mean i i just do i just stay in the bathroom also until i'm done but i was driving home the other day and i saw a guy in his driveway brushing his teeth shit like the garage door wasn't open that sounds like that like that sounds real professional but i i I, like like and there was nothing like there's nothing illegal about see my 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 image i guess like in my mind i imagine this person just like brushing their teeth with like a brush there's no like paste and they're just like like raw yeah, I mean, raw, I think it, raw dog in it, RJ. Well, yeah, that's your specialty, I think. Part mm-hmm. of your name. No. Um, I, I I was driving, so I didn't have enough time to fully investigate this, fully break down. You, you, you didn't situation. like do like a UE and like go back no. and check it out. And go, but Whoa, I, what's I, I what do we that, have? Though. What do we have here? Yeah, I I had seen that part of it, and I was just like, huh. Cause he was like, and he was like at the hatchback of his car and he was like taking something out of the trunk too. And I was just like, it's like, did he, was he brushing his Sounds teeth? Menacing. He's like, 
yeah, yeah. It's like, is his toothbrush in the trunk of his car? And he just leaves it out there to get his steps in? Or, like, was he brushing his teeth? And he was like, uh, oh, man, I forgot the... I forgot my uh, anima kits in the trunk. I gotta go get that thing. And then he ran out to get his stuff. You know? You like so this anyways, I, I... breaking the the temperature? Uh yeah, it's uh it's very it's very nice. A little rain today, not a lot or anything, but uh, I'll take rain any any day of the week, baby. Let's see the forecast here, because I do know Monday's gonna get hot again. Unfortunately, oh, Sunday and like Monday that. are going to be hot today. Well, Monday's 33, it says, Jared. Oh, God damn it. And Sunday's 29, but uh, tomorrow will be the same as today. Hmm. And then after Monday, it's going to drop a little bit, too. So I think okay. we're almost in the clear is what I'm yeah, going to say. Down to like 18 degrees today. Like my, my I know. Goodness. That's very nice. I said it last week, but August is the worst month. It's such a pimple on a butt cheek you know what i mean and you're just yeah. like ah ah there's bugs everywhere it's hot as shit that's it that's it that's it i don't you know said, there's probably said, more things you said your piece yeah all I, all I gotta say is i'm not a fan of august or anyone connected to august in any like astral sense you know what yeah. i mean yeah you or sam sanchez you August babies, weirdos. August babies. Have you seen anything weird lately? Like dudes brushing their teeth in their driveways? Uh, there was a man walking around the other day. Came through the store twice mm. uh, with a chalice on a chain. Uh, that's a, that's very like 2005. That's a that's an old look. Is he bringing it back? What was What was his deal? Did you talk to him? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like this man's got some difficulties in general, but okay. you, was, you definitely can hear him coming. Was he using the chalice is the nope. big thing? Like, no liquid nope. in there? Nope. Okay. Definitely not. Okay, that's important to, like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, I think one of my friends had one when we were in, like, junior high, but we were, like, 14 years old and, like, seven what, or eight. What, what got drank out of that chalice? I don't know. You put root beer in there? You know, how often, is it, how often is this child's getting cleaned? It wasn't mine, because uh, nope. I, I would have cleaned it uh, constantly. But uh, uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, if it was mine, I would put, like, root beer in there. Mm. And I'd probably clean it, like, every day, is what I would do. But what's your favorite kind of root beer? <sighs> We've talked about this before, but... We have. I mean, I know you like to talk about barks. I do. Bite. I like barks. And then there's like I feel, I feel I feel like the lowest tier is mug, mug, yeah, mug, okay. mug root beer. It's like no. and A and W's right in the middle. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about root beer uh, anymore. As a kid, I thought it was incredible. It was so great. Um, but I mean, I think if I was going to reach for a root beer, it'd probably be like a diet A and W. Okay, but well. Maybe next time I see you, there's going to be a cold can of diet root beer. Ooh. Actually, I can't promise either. I can't promise it's cold or that it's root beer. Oh. Might be a room temperature Coke. Oh, yeah. How's that? Regular. Yeah. Right from the bottom of the pantry. Regular. I said, oh, here's a Coke. All a little dusty. Just blow that off there. 
Yeah. We've had, I've, I've had a can of, a single can of Coke in my house for one, one entire year, I think. I don't know if it's totally a year old, but is, is, I don't remember that, getting is that, it. Is that the one you offered me? Yeah, it was out of the fridge at least. Like it was cold. It's been what? in my my little basement fridge for a couple months. Wow. It could you're, be you're, a year. You're, old. you're offering guests year old cans of Coke, huh? Well, the Fresca's new, but you oh, didn't God. want the Fresca. I, I did. Uh, yeah, I, I I covered myself, but man, wow. People wow. people are gonna be reeling here because they're gonna be like, "Did you guys meet in person?" And it's like, well, it it has been known to happen once in a while. That's right. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, frescas were offered, and these were purchased within this calendar month. So they they were they they are new. They are not expired. But uh, I thought you'd be into the fresca because it's the aspartame, right? It's like no sugar. No, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a fresca fan. You don't like grapefruit, or you just don't like the zip. The zip. I just. I'd rather just drink water. I think <laughs> over fresca. Yeah. Oh, all that really? out of the out of the tap, just like a, a drip out of like the hose outside. You're like <laughs> out just putting the, the hose on out, out of the pet bowl. <laughs> hey, I that thing's clean. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm pretty uh I'm pretty on it with the the kitty bowls. I I, okay. I clean those things pretty regularly. Okay, like how how often? Like once a day, twice once a, a day. Oh come on! I'm serious. Once a month, huh? Like That's... a clean, like a cleaning, like I vinegar it and I wipe it out and stuff like that, and I I wash it and like scrub yeah. it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it gets like calcium and shit in there, and uh, I feel bad because it's like they should have clean water too, you know. I'm sure it's still clean. Do you think once a month is too much or not enough? Well, the way you're presenting it, it sounds like you're doing it uh, once a day to me, like once a month. Well, I mean, I like, fill it like... once a day. Okay, how how kind of you. <laughs> No, I I clean it out like once Man. a month. Like well, I, at least at least it sounds like your cats are being treated as well as your uh, guests with this uh, year old <laughs> cans of Coke. Well, I mean, I'm I'm I said a year because I don't remember when that Coke was. Uh, so, so it could be it could be yours. Well, no, because I mean we we've did, only did, lived did, in this house for a single year. So okay, but it could have come from the previous uh, location. Eh. Yeah. No, I probably would have thrown it at a wall instead of carrying it. I don't know yeah. if you would have. No, yeah. I think you're just Then you're just imagine. Imagine you're always foisting it on people, and they go, "No, no, Coke? no, I'm good." Yeah. Hey, I got See? this can. Of, I got this can of Coke. You get a drink. Like, is that a pull tab? What is that from the eighties? Then you shake it. Yeah, you want some of that? Say it's, it's still not, got bubbles. Like, don't worry about. Don't worry about shake. It's not carbonated anymore. It's just flat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fresco was new, and the the single bottle of Perrier I offered, or the plain Perrier I offered, was also new. Mm-hmm. That was new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good, great. Yeah. Oh, the frescas are little cans, also. Oh shit, man! So you can't even like quench a thirst with that. You're just going to want another can. No, you feel it's it's to make you feel like Andre the Giant. Make oh, you feel I really see. big. Oh, my, my micro can. Yeah, it makes you feel like really big and strong. It's cool. No. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, frescas. There's God. something else I was going to bring up, but I can't remember. I don't know. Your feelings? Mm, not that. Okay. I went to Costco yesterday. Costco? Did you pick up some chocolate almonds? I did not uh, because we just ripped through a bag, and I want to I wanna space it out a little bit. Okay. I, can't, I can't have a bag... At, at all times, because I'm just going to eat them too fast. That's right. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get those snappers, though. You ever had those? Like Have you the, ever gotten the snappers? Like it's the, like a pretzel with caramel and then like oh, chocolate. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's good, man. It's like so it's like a pretzel and they like there's like a clump of caramel on top that's like melted and then like some chocolate and some salt on top. So it's I I don't know. That's all it is. But uh snappers, man. They're real good. You just gotta <laughs> snap into one of those. You know what I mean? Does it make a snapping sound? No. 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 It just but, it just, it just home. No. But uh Price is getting out of control. That Loblaws on that Trudeau is uh, oh, <laughs> groceries, groceries, <laughs> groceries. Well, that's all right. Excellent. That's yeah, man. That's my week. Yeah, those were some. Those were some crazy emails we just read, huh? Tough. Yeah, wild. Wild. Uh huh. No, we September fast approaches, folks. I mean, if we make it that long. If we make it that long. Yeah, Jared we got like didn't a... show up today. So, oh, I was gonna show up. I mean, yeah. we we haven't started at seven in months, so uh, that's that's accurate. Yeah. No, no, it's just not it's not in the cards. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, I know who. Maybe we don't make it until uh, September or make it to Ooh, September. Maybe, maybe. May hey, it's uh seven years, RJ. Seven years, you and I. Like been... the ring convening here does that make you feel accomplished or does it make you sad what do you think what would a criterion creeps instagram photo still speak to in your personal like uh your your headspace right now yeah i would see like james wood at the end of videodrome maybe Mm -hmm. being completely uh you know overcome with the new flesh and uh, the new media that is Videodrome, and then taking matters into your own hand, your mutant my meat, my meat, my mutant my yeah. meat hand. Yeah, I don't know if people really like not like not that people are dumb or anything like that, but I don't know if people really understood what I meant by using that picture for the post. Like uh, some people might have just been like, "Oh yeah, Videodrome, cool." But it's like, uh, there's stuff going on there. It's about pain, right, Jared? Pain, pain, and bane, and bane, pain and bane, pain. That'd be a cool movie, hey? Pain and bane. It'd be like Max Pain and Bane, and it'd be a crossover. Fuck. Do you know about Max Pain? You gotta stop giving away these great ideas. Hey, one of these days, DreamWorks will be calling. You know they will. Or, they won't. I mean, I guess you got me here. Hey, you know another reason why August sucks ass? It's fucking what? fruit flies. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't have an infestation or anything like that. There's only ever, like, one in a room. But it's always, like, like right now I'm down in I'm down in the basement, and there was a fruit fly just came out. I was like, where the fuck did you come from? It's looking. Little, little prick. It found you. It found your scent. Yeah, I know. I know. You, got, you got bananas in the house? Uh, Yeah, but I just bought them yesterday. That, that's where that's what that there you go yeah i'll put them in the fridge maybe that'll kill them mm-hmm. but i know cans are like that too but i always take out my cans every day so I don't, there's no cans just lingering in the house yeah sweet sweet cans sweet cans no they oh, like God. the fermented can you know mm-hmm. all those kombucha drinkers out there probably that's get right. lots of fruit flies <laughs> probably 
making getting their scoobies in their bathtubs or whatever that it is they do. Have you ever seen that thing, the Scooby? Oh, it's gross. Look up kombucha what? Scooby. Do I like Scooby Doo but with an eye? You don't have to, but it's gross. Like you know what kombucha is, right? Yeah. To, so to make kombucha, you, there's this thing called like a Scooby. It's like it's like the pudding skin that forms on top of the kombucha. Oh. Oh. oh no oh god oh Gross, god right? oh my god no it looks like a weird banana slice I thought, oh god it's weird right something like banana pudding <laughs> no no so are you and then of course all the, all, all, all the reason is how to make your own and I'm like no how do I stop this? I'll tell you how to make your own. Fill your bathtub up, tub up with mayonnaise. Get in oh. and just wait. Just wait. Hey, do you know what Scooby stands for? Scooby Doo. Symbiotic culture of bacteria oh. and yeast. <laughs> That's the name of my dog. <laughs> Scooby. Symbiotic culture, culture of, bacteria of bacteria and yeast. yeast. Yeah, that's pretty gross, dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You, you buy Scoby from the store, or even grow your own, so you can make kombucha. Kombucha is a fermented beverage enjoyed for its unique flavor and powerful health benefits. Yeah, a Scooby is a thick, rubbery, and cloudy mass that aids the fermentation process. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck! It's so You're kind gross. of a Scooby. Some have said. Yeah, that's some uh looks like something from uh, a latter day Cronenberg movie. Yeah, I know. Existence is what Thumb- Scoobies are from. Thumbs down. I know. Why'd you bring up Scoobies? Those are gross. I'm sorry. Damn. Oh well. Well <laughs> RJ. Yeah. What you been creeping on this week? I got so many things to tell you about <laughs> things you haven't heard about at all. Not at all. <laughs> fresh, fresh things. Very fresh. Um, I'm almost done the Black Dahlia. Almost. Oh. I, I think I have like an hour or two of uh, the recording oh. left. Oh baby, he's getting close. Bucky's at the end of the case. He's getting close there. So Jared has always told me about James Elroy. He's like, yeah, he's primo stuff. You got to listen to this guy, and I was, or you, you got to read this guy. And I was like, okay. Oh, James Elroy. And I've been listening to it, and then in the first hour, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of language and uh, verbiage and uh, interesting turns of phrase. Of word. Yeah, interesting choices of words in uh, in the films. Um, a lot of uh, highly sexualized men, I will say, and uh, they're not afraid to uh, express and articulate. The level of uh, sexuality that they're looking for. Do you know what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm hearing you. A lot of for the 1940s, I, I didn't know "poon" was a, a, as popular of a word as uh, James Elroy has so, made so, it. So, sometimes talking about "poon palaces." Yeah, yeah, the "poon palace." Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it. Was a plot point at yep. uh, at one point in this. Yeah, so uh, there's those and the fuck pads and. Uh, and a whole assortment of things that I don't I don't think I can say on air, but uh probably it's better not to. Yeah. But uh James Elroy's um 
interesting guy. Interesting. So Very I'm good. almost done that, and uh, I'll just roll right into the next one when I do finish. But uh, what did I do? Um, I finished RE3. I started and finished it probably from last time we podcast. It's good. It's a good game. People are really hard on the remake, and I th- I feel like they're just being nerds. Like online, everyone loves the RE2 remake. They're like, oh, it's incredible. Like exactly what a remake should be. And then RE3 remake, which is made like the exact same engine and in the exact same way. People are like, ah, they cut some of the content out. It sucks. It's horseshit. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I I don't know. I think people are being nerds. But uh, I played that. It was really good. Nemesis is cool. He chases you around, but he scares the shit out of you because you're walking in. A, like a, a wall will break down and he'll punch you in the head and then you're just dead and you're just like oh punch me in the head again so you know you know what i mean Jer? that's right you know what i mean uh and I, i'll talk about the show i've been watching it but uh the one thing i do want to talk about on here uh, i uh i did get some reading material this week but i i have yet to uh fully indulge in that so that'll come up soon oh boy i'll keep people on their toes for next Dis- week. disappointing but uh, I've been I've been playing this game that Jared uh, Jared I think had heard about, but didn't really know what this game was about until this week. <laughs> oh no, that thing! Hey, before you get to that, I, yeah. I do want to mention. So while RJ and I were uh, sitting in the the backyard, mm-hmm. um, being offered uh, ancient cans of cola <laughs> and uh, dealing with like hopper insects, uh, and oh, dying hoppers, leaf hoppers, and dying plants and. Yeah, and, and then RJ just smoking cigarette after cigarette, <laughs> but just yeah, just with, with with utter ease and just like with ease. and the and the Paps blue ribbons were just disappearing, and then suddenly he had yeah. a fourth. And then suddenly he had like a fourth one in his hand. I think I think three was where I stopped. Okay, that was your cutoff. I think, I think at the time, but yeah, I could be re- wrong. You can't remember anymore. Once you get three or four down, you don't no. know. Yeah, that's right. So uh, while we were doing that, uh, at some point, uh, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I haven't looked at it forever. It's like, see if anyone's uh, mentioned the Criterion Podcast on like on the, on the internet." Oh, right. And and, and this brought us to a, a post uh, that I found uh, without much digging from like April of the year of this year. And let me read this. From this is from the Criterion Reddit itself. One of the the some of the worst human beings you've ever met could be found yeah. here. Some of them are here right now with us. That's right. Mm-hmm. What is good podcast about Criterion movies? Mm-hmm. This is from Fund seventy seven. Mm-hmm. I try to find good podcasts that talks about movies, but most of them are a bunch of guys and girls talking randomly between themselves what parts of the movie they liked and didn't liked. Most of talk is very amateur. Sounds like a book club, which doesn't lead anywhere. I'm looking for professionally made podcasts. It doesn't have to be old knee criterion movies with real movie critics where they delve deep into the movie and movie theory. Something like Ebert and Siskel show, but on podcast format. I did like, I did like criterion correction though. It doesn't have to be about criterion. Edit. Thank you all for your recommendations and suggestions. Now I have pretty good list. Awesome. Uh, I, scroll. I find it strange that they have to state like three or four times that it's like it doesn't really have to be Criterion. No. Well, really. well I, I I noted that of course uh, deep down in the the pool of recommendations, uh, one destroyer of cheese writes. 
responding to this one uh, more on the title than description, I don't know how to judge. Criterion Creeps. Mm-hmm. O- okay, Classic 744 writes, this is the podcast if you want scholarly analysis of Criterion films and food items. Ooh. And then Destroyer Cheese Groups also added, and Star Trek. Very accurate. I don't know if there's anything that's could be more accurate about uh, you and me and what no, we talk that, about. That, that is apt. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's no. pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. You should write some uh, Reddit posts. Yeah. Yeah, the cops would be at your house within uh-huh. like two minutes, but uh, you should nah. still write them. You know what I mean, man? Ah, tell me about tell me about the mailman movie. Oh, the postman. Yeah, yeah tell me about yeah, the, sorry, the video game from legendary game creator Hideo Kojima comes Death Stranding. I, I'm assuming that's a. Uh, that's how yeah. it goes. So yeah. I, I talked about uh, Metal Gear on here because I, when I was doing my big playthrough, we, we had already been recording. Uh, it, it's We've been doing that for seven years, apparently. So uh, um, I think when did I finish the Metal Gear playthrough? Like a year ago, maybe? I don't know. But uh, so I've uh, Death Stranding came out a couple years ago and I had uh, I never played it because I didn't have a PlayStation. Um, but uh, I was always like, hmm, interesting. I just but I, I remembered at the time. A lot of people were real mad. They're just like, mm. they're like, we'll do anything for for Kojima. It's like, we'll even buy and play this game, but we're not happy about it. And it's like, huh, interesting. Well, why why would they be? Why would they be so upset about this? I remember people were upset with the gameplay, mm. and not necessarily the story, because I remember a bunch of teaser like when they announced this game, when Kojima left Konami and he made his own production company. And uh, he, they started making teasers, and this game looked very bizarre, and it was like very. There was no clear, like, uh, thing happening in any of the previews. It was just like stuff, and it was just like, huh, this seems very uh, strange. Um, and it's like, I wonder what this game's about. So uh, I don't think it's that. I mean, maybe some people don't like the story. I would, I would be surprised if that's what it was, though. I think it's the gameplay because, uh, and I've, I, I've seen since Kojima said something like, yeah, I don't think the Western world was ready for a game like this yet. Um, the gameplay is delivering packages, Jared. So you are a postman in kind of like a, uh, a post-apocalyptic world, like Kevin Costner's The Postman, and your goal is to load up cargo in kind of a a pile on your back and uh, you walk for extended periods of time. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you hit terrain and it makes, uh, makes the walking bumpy. So you have to kind of use your triggers to kind of balance yourself. And uh, a lot of this game is balancing Jared. So you don't fall over. Because if you fall over, sometimes you drop the packages, Jared. And if you damage the packages, then when you deliver them, the people who you're supposed to be delivering those packages to, you get a little bit mad. Oh no. Does that sound like cool? Uh, it is not at all the game I imagined when I saw the marketing for this mm-hmm. game. Uh, you just assume it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be like Silent Hill, like exploring and horrible things. Yeah, that was, so that's what it would be. Not ah, I am a mailman. I must keep my packages safe as I walk and trudge along landscapes. It I is kind of like uh, so. It, it's very Kojima. 
This is the most Kojima thing. Is is a guess, but I mean, Kojima would also be like, you know, with Metal Gear, it's like I want to basically do a GI Joe video game. Yeah, this is. I think this is him dabbling in J horror, like J like manga, but with Daryl from Walking Dead. With Daryl from Walking Dead, and then also um, Mads Mikkelsen is in this, and uh, Guillermo del Toro, and uh, uh, another movie celebrity who uh, has yet to surface, which I'll put into the Discord. Oh. Oh. Which we haven't talked about yet. God damn, these fucking flies, Jerry. (laughs) They're getting me. They're driving me nuts. (laughs) Where did they come from? God damn it. All right, what were we talking about here? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, Death Stranding. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there is, like, spooky stuff that you encounter once in a while, but, like, you can't fight them or anything. Or I mean, I, I, I'm I, not able to yet, and I think I've been playing the game for four hours where you can't fight them or anything. You just have to try to avoid them. So you, like, walk and you, like, hold your breath, but then when you hold your breath, your stamina goes down, and, like, if you hold your breath too long, you die. And if you stop holding your breath, they find you. And then you're just kind of, like, in a tar pit. And you have to, like, get your way out of it before they, like, kill you. Um, it's very, like, uh, manga J-horror type stuff. Like, uh, I won't give anything away, I guess. for Because it's, I don't know, it's a couple years old. But people probably, it took me this long to get to it, too. Uh, um, I don't know. It's it's very sci-fi kind of uh alter otherworldly kind of things but kind of grounded in reality it i do think it is like all the metal gear games were kind of building up to like what would happen in like nuclear fallout and this game is kind of like well something else happened and it ended the world and now the the world is disconnected enter norman reedus to deliver packages to reconnect the world jareth you know about norman reedus I know about packages. packages. Well, he's also connecting strands. So he's connecting them on a network, the chiral network. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some cool character names in this, like Die Hard Man and uh, Death Man and Heart Man. I mean, that's that's very Kojima, but Die Hard Man, I think, is the the the, the best name he's ever come up with. That That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um for this game, like, so I, I've been playing it, and it's like, okay, I I like Kojima quite a bit. He's a very cool dude. I, I've liked all the Metal Gear games, and, uh, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I see him on the internet and stuff. It's like, he always seems like just kind of like a fun, cool guy. Like, he'd be, he'd be fun to hang out with for a little bit. Like, he's into a lot of the same things I'm into, some of the music he, like, advertises in movies. It's like, hey, I like that, too. That's cool um so what i mean is i'm pretty sure him and i are best friends but uh, uh other people would, would say not um so anyways i i think i get what he's doing with this but at the very same time uh I've, i'm like four or five hours in this game and i'm i'm still playing it because i'm not a quitter jared but like i'm becoming increasingly frustrated with this game which is what a lot of people well, like i had heard initially I, uh when when we were talking about it, you were at like three hours in, and yeah. that was two days ago. Okay, and now like, you're four hours in. Well, maybe five. Okay. I the after, since I've seen you, I I do play for like an hour a day, basically. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I am really frustrated with it a little bit because uh, so like one one thing, like I don't know if it's just I'm old. I told you this, but uh, 
PS5 controllers, the triggers have haptic feedback, so it's like they they provide resistance at certain times, like if you need to. So it's like it's harder to push the triggers down. And like so, in the start of the game, like the first two hours of the game, an hour and a half of it is a cutscene, and then half an hour is you walking. And when you walk, like a soundtrack plays. But like when you were doing it, at one point you had to like hold both of the triggers down the whole time you were walking for like ten minutes, and um, it really made my hands hurt. It, like my one of my hands got like numb. I had to pause the game and shake it off, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I don't think I'm that old." Like I've been slamming video games pretty frequently, and it's like I've never had to like take a break because my hands hurt until now. <laughs> so like that's um there's like there's a part of it where it's like that's kind of like annoying it's like i know what he's trying to do oh he's like simulating what it's like to walk at these huge distances it's got to be painful like i'm just assuming that's something that somebody said at one point and it's like i don't want that though it's like if i wanted to walk across america i would it's like i want to sit on my couch and play a video game um but the other thing is like it is the game is classically like jrpj kind of style like um overly complicated i would say where there's a lot of things where it's like i really don't want to have to worry about that kind of thing like uh some of the stuff you have to do which at first you're like oh that's kind of funny but then you realize like it is mandatory gameplay and like if you don't do these things there's like penalties to it so some of those things include jared uh showering and going to the bathroom Damn. Uh, and changing your shoes and like and like eating and drinking things like that where it's like i know wow. like i think like red dead redemption that too but it's like i don't know like there, there's games that i think handle that a little bit better like say like i just played zelda and like you can make meals and stuff and they improve your health but like wasn't that a thing in like yakuza games i it could be i don't know i've never played any of those Okay. Well, I think the yeah the the minutia of those games apparently just kept getting more and more absurd as time mm-hmm. went on. Like you you just like oh I just want to hang out at the karaoke bar. Oh I just want to cook, clean, mm-hmm. do, do do stuff. Uh, you I, you could play that way and you go huh. I could do these things in real life as well. Mm-hmm. But I well, won't I, because I got my yakuza. I got to worry about I got my yakuza. I I have heard about those games and I think some people do like the that some of that stuff is like just side stuff where it's like, Oh yeah, I don't even I just get lost in the side story stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. I was just like, I was a little bit annoyed that like, it was a mandatory feature. It's like, take a shower. And it's like urinate. And I was just like, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to go like fight people or something, you know, but like, but like, that's not what this game is about. Where's my survival horror yes i it was like where's nemesis is he gonna come break through a wall and punch me in the head and punch me to death and punch well it's only just one one punch jack reacher yeah. style one punch into the head and you're and you're dead fucking dead hence you're punched to death yeah punched to death um yeah anyways like so some of that and like there's all the other like things that new video games have where it's uh like i don't know crafting and material gathering where it's like you've gathered these materials you can now craft this like resource that will help you on things and i'm like i get why games do that and it's like it extends the game life but i don't know man the older i get even though i'm 
cram through games and i have the time like the reason i started playing this is because i have two or three weeks here that i'm not not super busy that i was like oh maybe i'll throw it on i have the time but i was like i don't know if that's how i want to use my like resource management and like uh facility stuff do you know what you know what i mean drew Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that's kind of it's kind of a bummer one of the reasons i got really frustrated yesterday was because like so there's the main story and it is numbered thankfully so it's like it's all numbered by orders so order number one order number two because you're a delivery man and i was on order number nine and then there's like side order stuff and I was at the depot and it's like uh, available missions and it was like order nine, order 10. So naturally yeah. I chose order nine, right, Jared? Because yeah. nine comes before 10 number and I was nine. playing for number nine, nine. Uh, so I, I opened number nine and I got at a depot and then instantly I was just like bricked. I was like, I can't do anything. I was like, I can't make it across this river. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I spent like 30 minutes doing this, like fucking around. And I just yeah. couldn't do it. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I Googled it and it was like, you must complete order 10 before being able to complete order nine. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Kojima, why are you doing this to me, man? Just make it like linear. Make it make sense, dude. So. I, I found that incredibly frustrating because it was like within the first couple hours of this game, it's like, oh no, you have to do one of the orders out of out of order. And I was like, <sighs> so anyways, I don't know. I, I, I do. I think the story is really cool. Like uh, it's a very neat. It's like I said, it's kind of like a, like a manga. So I do like the story. I think it's very cool. And I get what he's trying to do. I, I do. I I think I do at least. But uh I don't know. I don't I don't know. I haven't stopped playing a game in a long time, so if there's people out there on maybe the Discord, Jarrett, or anything like I don't know, is it do I just power through? Is that the way to play this? I mean you could always just uh hang up the controller and and spend that that hour in this game that I don't think sounds particularly uh, compelling because it's, it's it's like absurd. And it's like, you know what? Maybe some games deserve to be, be shelved. Yeah. Uh, some ideas don't translate into video games. And if it's not, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Did you see the gameplay footage gifts that I sent you? you I did. Of him falling? Them. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. It's not as bad as I was imagining it to be. Because it reminds me a little bit of... Um, you could go in like that direction of like Ico, <laughs> like oh, yeah. uh, like Echo or whatever it is, and you're like, yeah, okay, this is like Ico the super... dolphin. No, um, like oh. the Shadow of the Colossus guy who made uh, Ico and uh, oh. that. So it's kind of like these like oh, it's experimental gameplay. We're like, oh hey, do you ever want to play a game that's a gigantic escort mission? Mm. But it's a puzzle game. But okay, so that's like one thing. Like you can open up gameplay possibilities, so it's not like you're not mm-hmm. just running around gunning down, you know, tendril horrors from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do other things and make it like you know really cool to play and fun. But I, I'm not hearing a lot of fun being had. Yeah. I feel like I just feel it sounds like a, this sounds like work. It sounds like oh, I'm doing I this. I think because... that's the point. But that's <laughs> that's nice. I know. Like, I mean, you could you you could be playing Dark Souls and skilling up. 
you, you'd be well, playing. Well, I mean, I don't like, know if I'd like those kinds of games either. Like well, the, what about the, when are you going to bite? Die over and over. B- well, how about you bite in some Elden Ring? Well, it's the same as the Dark Souls people, isn't it? With George R. R. Martin. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of those games, but like the the grueling onslaught of like in challenge that can't be like beat or something. I don't know. If I, I, I think I like you'd be fine. I think you'd be that. fine. I don't think the games are unbeatable. I think they're, uh, but they're hard. They're harder. Well, I mean, but at least it's not just like huh, I'm uh, balancing parcels on my back it's <laughs> like what there's what a mode in death stranding too which is like normal which is what i'm playing easy and then like i don't remember what it's called but it's like the super easy and i remember kojima once was like this is for people who just want to watch a movie so i think it's basically just like it's just the cuts and you probably play like a couple of the levels let's just do guess. that i mean i could do, so like so version. i'm i'm on that's, order I mean, that's yeah. the Kojima's like entire thing. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of the Kojima movies rather than well, the actual gameplay. Well, I mean, when that's the thing, it's like I actually do really like the story. I think it's neat. And um the first two hours of me playing, an hour and a half of it was cutscene and maybe thirty minutes of gameplay. Um but uh uh I could do that because like I'm only on I'm on order twelve and I, I did look it up there. Whoa. The game is seventy orders. Okay. You want to know how? So right now, I could go on YouTube and I could watch all the cutscenes. Do you know how many hours it is? I'm gonna say three and a half. <laughs> no, eleven hours, and the director's cut is eleven hours and thirty-seven minutes. That's the one I'm playing. The all cutscenes version is eleven hours and seventeen minutes. <laughs> eleven hours. Kojima. That's... That's eleven episodes of a TV show. Kojima, what it's you... eleven. That's eleven Columbos. Yeah, my God, what is this guy doing to me, Jared? I don't know. And see, like the thing though is, like, I do really like Kojima, and I like the story, and like, I honestly, I know it sounds dumb because I'm like talking about not enjoying it that much, but like, I do, I do get what he's doing with this game. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, it's just. It's maybe like I don't know if I like it. It's like I don't really like farm simulator games, but like I understand yeah. why people love those. Like you know, like Stardew Valley. It's like A- people farm. loved it. Well, Animal Crossing I played for a bit, and like I did oh, like that's, that. That's but, the like, one. Yeah. What's the other? What's the knockoff of Animal Crossing? Stardew Valley. Well, that it... that one's more of like a farm simulator, I think, where you have like uh... crops and that's what I mean. Like. uh Animal Crossing, you can plant like a seed, but the next day it's a tree, so you don't have to like tend to it or anything. That's like a very that. popular uh, board game, too. The Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, game. yeah. And like, so it's like, I see why people really like those, but like, uh, and I could see people loving Death Stranding just because it, it is different. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Like, it is a different type of game. And, um, oh my it's, God, it's just, Stardew Valley look just exactly the same. Yeah. It's huh. a. One of the only frustrating things with Death Stranding is like, I think it's it's like if you wanted to make a walking simulator, I'd be totally into that. Like if it was just a four hour game of you carrying packages and the music is playing, no problem. I'd I'd be really into that. But it's walking simulator plus like all this resource management shit. And that's the kind of thing I don't like where it's like you have to like monitor your boot level because the the soles get worn out and like if your boots get worn out then your fatigue is going to set in like it's like that is a level 
that I am not prepared to put into these kind of games. So there's a lot of references to like cozy gaming for Death Stranding or Stardew, Stardew Valley, and yeah. and the Animal Crossing. Um, like, yeah, like well, and that thing. that's what I mean. Like, I I get that stuff too, and like I I can see why other people don't like it, but <clears throat> I feel like Death Stranding is a mix between walking simulator which again like i'd be totally into that it's just the what resource about... management stuff is dreamlight valley the disney version no i don't think i'd be into that okay that sounds a little bit tough yeah. a little bit too tough my time at portia mm. or portia i don't know that one i don't either yeah. Well, I, I think I think you should just yeah. I, I wouldn't blame you to just say fuck it, throw in the towel, watch the cutscenes, move on. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try a little bit. You know what? Another really annoying. There's like enemies that like uh, if you get in their territory, there's mules like people who steal your packages, and you can kind of punch. My but mule. Like, yes, mule. But you like you can't defend yourself from them. And like, as soon as you enter their thing, a message goes up and it's like, it's not like a sneak, like a sneak stealth thing. Like you'd think with Kojima, it's like, as soon as you enter, it's like, they know where you are. And so an alarm goes up and you're just like, shit, what am I supposed to do? Jared. Anyways. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All I can say is I'm really trying because it's Kojima, but I, I currently, I'm not having a ton of fun. Imagine putting this much, giving, extending this much generosity uh, with a Criterion film at this point. Well, if Criterion did uh, Twin Snakes or Snake Eater or Guns of the Patriots or Phantom Pain, if if any of those were Criterions, I'd probably give Criterion a better shot. You know what I mean? Burn. They made Robocop. They did make Robocop, and that's a terrific show. They, they made it with their own hands. Yeah. Them and Paul Verhoeven. Bare hands. And then I watched a, a ton of The Shield. Hell yeah. But, like, uh, do you have stuff to talk about? No. I mean, uh, I'm still making my way through the Columbos bit by bit. Mm -hmm. uh, there was an episode the other night where I was like, whoa, ambiguous ending. It's, it's as ambiguous as Columbo will probably ever get. Uh, Is that good? Of, I'm sure. Lots of Patrick okay. uh, McGowan's been showing up. Uh, I feel like him and Peter Falk must have faded off. Mm -hmm. I haven't got to the episode that Pat Patrick McGowan directs, uh, which apparently is like the worst episode of the series, but I am on season five. And I think season five's got a couple of the lowest ranked episodes. Uh, there was an episode yesterday I was watching involving um, some Middle Eastern country uh, in like you know, lots of men in men in turbans, mm -hmm. and um, what were they doing? Uh, talking about diplomatic immunity. Oh, okay, classic. Yeah, and yeah, they can get away with all kinds of things. Blaming students, activists for murders happening. Also yeah. classic. Classic. So that episode was uh, goofy, and also involved Colombo in a tuxedo. Mm -hmm. That's not too bad. That's cool. Yeah. Uh... I think there's an episode coming up real quick with uh, William Shatner that I'm, I'm really excited for. The Shatman. Wait. And I think uh, William Shatner shows up again as a completely different bad guy later mm. on in the series. So That's cool. Woo! But yeah, you can definitely feel the... Love? Uh, the, no, the show's like starting to like run out of ideas. Like the writers, uh -huh. I guess, on some of them, you're like, yeah. oh, 
It's like this is only season five, and they only have like eight episodes per season. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know, folks. That's the Columbo grind, though, man. That's what as a that's uh what you kind of signed up for, you. Columboing. Yeah, yeah. As a Columboing man, that's kind of that's kind of just. That's what, you, that's what you're here for, dude. You know? So, yeah, that's all I got, RJ. You, you, okay. uh, I, I think you've watched some of The Shield recently. Not some of The Shield, Jarrett. I've watched a lot of The Shield. Oh, buddy. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of The Shield. What was that? Um, thing, what's, how's that theme song go? Oh, dun 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 dun. That's Craig not an exaggeration. Uh, Discord Craigbot didn't know what to make of that. It's a scream, and then it's like a maramba, like a merry, like, <laughs> and then it's another <laughs> scream. And it goes ah, and you go oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so how are we doing this? Is this, is this still free for? Uh, the folks out there uh, until people tell us to take it off the free show okay we can do that then okay. we can do that all right so where did we finish off last uh somewhere in the middle of season one i think we uh so i know i talked about 106 the shitter's flood yeah but did, did i talk about 107 White guy terrorists. I think so, right? I'm pretty sure. Sure. The murder of seven gang members has Vic be teamed with a Latino detective assigned to crack the case. Okay. Huh. Okay. Okay, I feel like I talked about that. I think. All I wrote for 107, I put white guy terrorist. Okay. And and then I wrote Captain is just as cro- cro- crooked. Uh so 107 is pain pay in pain. So it says a murder of seven seven gang members has Vic be teamed with a Latino detective assigned to crack the case. I don't really remember this episode. But I wrote huh. white guy terrorist. So I guess it was a white guy who was a terrorist. I don't really remember what happened in this episode, Jared. Which is a great way to start off my recap of the Shield season one. I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on because I. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Clearly, I don't remember. Uh, 108, uh, Dart Priest. I gave this a 3.5 out of four stars here. This was a good episode. This is one of the first. The This is one of the first ones in the first seasons where. I was like, that's good. Do you know about Dart Priest? I put, uh, I put some pictures of him on the Discord. It was a while ago. Yeah, I know I saw it. I remember. Yeah. I uh, I I really like that line. Only thing better than unfiltered smoke, unfiltered prayer. And I was like, oh, yeah. So uh, 108 is an episode called Cupid and Psycho. So this uh, the team gets shuffled up a little bit as the strike team is reassigned pending the investigation in the theft of evidence. Vic teams with Claudette in order to keep some deadly drugs off the street. So the strike team gets kind of shuffled around and uh, Julian is dealing with uh, his stuff. And uh, this is him. He doesn't want to be gay, but he is. So uh, 
he talks to his priest, and his priest is just this cool old dude who just smokes and just like walks around. Man, this guy's cool. Um, and the team gets shuffled a little bit, and uh, I think Dutch and Shane work together. And this is the episode where Dutch bones down. So uh, Shane shows Dutch his strategy where he's like, uh, a lady comes in and her husband just dies, and Shane's like, "What you got to do?" It's like you got to lay the groundwork right now. And then in a couple of weeks, you go back and be like, hey, I was just, uh, you know, uh, it was about the case or something, you know, just checking in on you. And uh, Shane's like, and that's when you get after. And I was, and I was like, oh, shit. Good stuff. Um, and this one also has uh, Vic and Claudette. And uh, this is where they start to butt heads with each other, kind of. I mean, they always butt heads with each other. But uh, this one, they're like right beside each other. So it's a little bit more so. You know what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. It's a good episode, though. I like this one. Yeah. Cupid and Psycho. It was good stuff. Uh, 109, I put Dads and Such. No rating. Uh, this episode is called Throwaway. Lemonhead sets out to make things right following his shooting of an unarmed man. I don't even know who Lemonhead is. Do you know Lem. who Lemonhead Lem. Oh his name is Lemonhead? I think they call I think I think he's like Lemoninsky or something like that. And then he goes by Lemonhead and then it's Lem. Everyone calls yeah, Lem. Oh, I just thought it was Lem. I I can't remember. I think this one Claudette's dad visits and then uh, somebody else's else's dad visits and it's a it's a real character episode, Jerry. Kind of digging into the background of these uh these people we've come to know and love, you know what I mean? I got you. I got you. So I think this is one where Claudette's dad visits and and he's like, yeah, your daughter met this man. You should meet him. And Claudette's like, I ain't meeting that man. She's still married. It's un unright what she's doing. And there's like stuff like that going on. And then someone else's dad is there also. I can't remember who. Somebody's dad. Somebody's dad. Somebody's dad. So this episode was fine. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? 110. Um, oh, there's a few things I could describe this as. Uh, 110, the boys have a sex stakeout. Or 110, jerk off alley bandit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I put close to four stars. Damn. This is a good episode, man. So this is 110. It's called Dragon Chasers. Yep. This is, uh, so the last four or five episodes has been when, um, uh, when Dutch has been, like, kind of tracking, like, a serial killer. I'm just going to go like this real quick. I'm just going to open that can. Dutch has kind of been tracking a serial killer. Um, and this one, uh, they're getting really, really close to actually finding this serial killer. Uh, and, or actually, no, what it was was they're not close at all. Like, so he thought, Dutch thinks it's a serial killer. And there was, there's been no evidence of anything. And then what happens is Danny and Julian find some dude jerking off in an alley. And uh, and Dutch is just like, hey, which alley was it? And it's like the intersection of where one of the last murders was. And he's mm -hmm. like, hmm. He's like, that's kind of strange. Uh, like, he doesn't say anything, but he starts investigating it. And all the yep. other cops are making fun of him, like the beat cops, because they're like, what are you looking for tips, Dutch? And they're like making fun of him. Uh, and all but Dutch is like. And he explains it later. He's just like, it'd be weird for this guy who's basically a blue-collar guy who owns a garage shop. It's like, he doesn't... This isn't a guy you would expect to have deviant behavior. So, he's like, something's going on. 
so they bring this guy in and uh this is uh dutch v serial killer uh and it's basically just a big this whole episode's like interrogation of a this guy's just embarrassing Dutch the whole time. And there's even like the big climax to this is the entire precinct is watching the interrogation room is because they're like, this guy's just making Dutch look ridiculous. Uh, and then Dutch, uh, he zings him, Jarrett. Because well, the, guy, well, the guy's just breaking down Dutch, yeah. like he's fun, breaking, fundamental level. He's profiling he's... Dutch. And uh, and then Dutch is just kind of going along with it until he figured. And then he 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 gets. I can't remember what it is, but he gets that one thing. He's like, he's like, I got it. And then he, he lays it back on this guy. And it's really funny. I put it on the discord, the screenshots, but it was when Dutch is like, you know what? He's like, I did get laid in high school a couple times. He's like, and you know what? I got a girlfriend now and I'm getting laid and she's hot. He's like, so you're wrong. He's like, I am getting laid. And like, oh, Dutch, you don't, man, don't do, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but uh, he does get him, and uh, uh, you know, spoiler for this two th- May of two thousand and two show, uh, it is the series. But Dutch gets him, and the reason I have to spoil that is because uh, many things come come about as a result of this. Hmm. So Dutch gets his serial killer. The other part of this was uh, the strike team is staking out a strip club where um, when when the strippers take the guys to. Uh, the back alley for a little extra uh, men are getting robbed. So they stake it out. But uh, what happens is like three guys in a row go back for the girls and none of them get mugged. And it's just Shane listening to all of the members of the strike team uh, with strippers. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> Which is, uh, I thought was also really, was a uh, really funny stuff. And then uh, the other thing that made them is uh, a, uh, a, there is like a, cross-dressing guy who i don't think it's transvestite like i I think they make a point that he's just uh a cross-dress no might it might be like a trans person uh who comes in but it's it's a big plot point because so a trans person gets brought brought in and uh this person's like yelling at julian and then the trans person like uh jumps on danny and then bites her and then Julian bashes the the trans person in the head because Julian's dealing with his own like gay guilt kind of stuff. Like he doesn't want to be gay, so he kind of takes it out on this trans person and like really beats the the, the person's head in. Uh, but what happens is that person bites Danny, and then Julian hits him on the uh, hits the person on the head, and their blood gets into Danny's like open bite sores, and uh, she's uh she's she's really scared, Jarrett, because. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they said this is a street person. We've picked them up before. They're uh, they got uh, they have HIV or something. And mm-hmm. so Danny's Danny's real scared of it. But it's a uh, it's a very tense moment. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Like whoa, You're like what just happened there? Yeah. So yeah, I, what I remember for that whole scene too is like just like um the uh, actor playing Danny. She's just like her screams <laughs> and like oh god get out of the way. She's like, like she, yeah. She, yeah she's screaming like get him off me get him off me. She's like, I gotta get to the hospital for the early HIV, like, it or something. I can't remember yeah. what she says. Yeah. I've never heard of that before, but that, I guess that's a thing. Like, right. early detection. Or at least, like, know. try to, like, it was like a it. shot or something. Yeah. It was yes. like, if you're exposed to HIV, yeah. which uh, probably is a thing. I don't know. But yeah, this is a good episode, Jared. Good one. Dragon Chasers. 
and then Dutch gets a uh, gets a little hot for his britches for a while. So we, then we have uh, one eleven, Vic versus the Islamic Brotherhood. <laughs> the Brotherhood. Is the Islamic Brotherhood. Um, so this episode is called Carnivores, the con uh, a confrontation between a local drug dealer and black Muslims places Vic in danger of being exposed. So what happens here is uh, there is a a group of like black Muslim guys that uh, are trying to clear clean up the streets, but it's on one of Vic's streets, and these guys are like, "We know you're into this," so they come to the precinct and they're like, "We're protesting," and Vic's just like, ah, "Fuck guys," so he doesn't want to have to deal with that. Um, and uh, that's kind of this whole yeah, episode. Leave, leave my corruption alone. He's like, "Leave it alone." That's his whole episode, other than uh, Dutch and Claudette get a case of uh, old Asian um, men who have their feet na- uh, like nailed to the ground, like nail gunned into the ground. And I thought that was really good. Oh. Because like they enter a scene, or Danny and Julian enter a uh, like, report, and it's like this old it's like this old Asian guy, and his feet are nailed to the ground. And I was like, oh, man. Like, poor guy. I know it's not real, but I still thought it was a poor guy. Um, anyways, this is just an episode. Uh, 112. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so for 112, the, the highlight of this episode is the open, uh, where it's, I, all, I, all I put was hit and run just dragging a body. <laughs> so there's like a dealer crossing the street, and then a car comes. It's like, and it drags the body from 20 feet and this is the cold open and you're just like uh <laughs> what um but i also have to give this episode a negative one R because it has real cockfights and uh, uh there was real dead roosters and i felt i felt really bad about that uh but anyways this episode sets up the season finale uh so there's a hit and run and then uh co chief or like i think he's i think he's co-chief or something but ben ben gilroy ben gilroy the guy who uh made the strike team and like put vic there specifically because ben and vic have like kind of a thing they're they both kind of toe the line uh ben was the guy driving that car he drags that uh, drug dealer's body for about 20 feet (laughs) and then uh ben goes to vic he's like you got you got you gotta help me out man like He's like, I was drunk, obviously, but I really killed that guy. And then uh, Vic is like, all right, all right. And so uh, they round up like the only witness to the scene. And Vic's like, Vic's like, you didn't see anything, all right? And he's like, yeah, you're right. I didn't see anything. Ben's like, he's going to talk. And he just he shoots the guy in the head. And Vic's like, what are you doing? He's And Ben's like, I just, we got to go to Mexico or something. <laughs> And uh, or oh, ben... I can I can really hear Michael Chiklis's like kind of like disappointed dad whine. Is it, it, what are you, what doing? Are you doing? He was going to cooperate. He was cooperating. <laughs> and then, well, Ben's next move from there is just like, well, he's like, now you're in this with me because you just saw a murder. I may have hit and run somebody, but you just saw a murder. He's like, so we're going down together, Vic. Mexico. <laughs> we, yeah, he was like, we got to go to Mexico or something. And then... <laughs> so Vic is uh Vic's real mad about this and he's trying his best to kind of like figure this out. And then the way this episode ends is Vic's at the precinct and he gets a call from Corinne and uh, she's like, You could have told me that Ben was coming over for 
dinner and Nick's like Ben's at the house (sighs) he's like don't he's like Corinne call the cops (laughs) 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 and but, but it's like I mean, he might not say that, but he says something kind of funny. It's like, Vic, you are the cop. And then Vic's like, I'm on my way. He's get the kids out of the house. <laughs> and then by the time he shows up, Ben is already gone. And then this starts the Corinne side story where Corinne's like, are we safe with you? And he's like, of course. Of course you're safe, Corinne. Why wouldn't you be safe? <laughs> Corinne. Corinne. So uh, that's leading up to uh, the last episode here. Oh, and that last one. Uh, that episode's called Two Days of Blood. So it's all about Vic and Gilroy, but the other part of that is there's a bunch of riots in Farmington uh, because uh, uh, um, someone, a black guy, got killed, I think. And so uh, there are, they're targeting the police and Acevedo's. He's still, he's, he's vying for those, those votes, right? So he's, he's trying to play nice. But anyways, last episode, 113. Uh, what do I got here? This was my note of this episode. Shane's wearing a really nice brown leather coat for some reason. Huh. And and I don't know why. So this episode starts and like they all have been wearing pretty similar clothes, which I kind of like. It's like, yeah, because, you know, people people don't live in Hollywood where they have a new shirt every day. But for some reason, Shane just had this really shiny brown leather coat and it was very, very distracting. And it's right at the start of this episode. I was like, wait, what's up with that coat that Shane has? Why is it so nice? Uh, this episode is called Circles. As cop killings strike Farmington, Aceveda is caught between two corrupt cops looking to save their own skins. So this is Shane and Vic. Uh, or not Shane and Vic. Uh, Vic and uh, Gilroy. Uh, and uh, this is where Vic is still trying to like clear loose ends for this and um, to help Ben out. Um, and then Vic and uh, Aceveda make a very soft kind of partnership to uh get ben gilroy and uh that is kind of the the culmination season before i do before i say that one my other episode they're like trying to get this guy uh, like a guy to talk and they find his dad who's a drug addict and uh the guy's like i'll call him but you have to give me drugs and they're like yeah right so um or they're like we won't give you the drugs but like well i'll give you some money and like you do uh, so the guy like calls his son and then the son shows up and the guy, uh, like I, I know I've never been known to, but he has like eight, eight, eight needles in one arm. And then he has like two needles in each of his feet too. And like, then the son comes in and the dad's like, I'm oh, sorry, I couldn't help myself. I needed a fix. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, who wrote this scene where it's like, he has so many needles in his arm and it's just like why would he have like six of them in his arm and like two in his feet? I was like, I don't get this. I don't get this at all. (laughs) It's Farmington, you know, it's Farmington. It's kind of a different deal. So that's right. It's like a different kind of cop. It's a different kind of of universe. It's a different kind of cop, different kind of show. The shield verse. The shield verse. Yeah. Which, uh, there's a lot of, a lot more shield versenings. So we can do this a few ways. We're done season one now. Damn. I am done season two and four. What? So I mean, have you started? Could, have, you, have you started season three? I am one episode into season three. Ooh, just Maybe. one. Well, and so here's the thing. I've been playing Death Stranding for the last four days. So like, 
my hour of gaming or so, which I like if it was a, like when I was playing Resident Evil, I'd play for like two hours and then watch just one episode of the shield. But now it's like I've been gaming for like 40 minutes and then watching two or three. Uh, you know what I mean? Because uh, I'm getting more enjoyment out of the shield. And Death Stranding. Of, at the of course you are. Of course so, you uh, are. Anyways, yeah, I'm pretty good. So what we I, I could give you a couple episodes of season two or we could try to do it in one. Ah, whatever. No one cares. This is this is for us. This is our. This is our like, thing. give you some now or, or yeah, next week. Give give, give give me a taste, baby. <laughs> okay. So I, I season... want those. I want those needles dangling from all parts of my body. That's that's what this is like. Okay. Well, you're gonna you're gonna I, get I that. that. I need that RJ recap. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is actually probably good because you fucking fruit flies. Leave me alone. I can tell you the shield. Um, it's probably good because. I got to introduce new characters now, and that always right. takes, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so season two starts. I got 201. The boys go to Tijuana, which is very... Tijuana. Tijuana, which is very... Uh, it's confluent with uh, uh, Black Dahlia because they're in Tijuana right now, too, and I went, Tijuana. They call it TJ, though, in Black yeah. Dahlia. So we got to go down to TJ. Ask about some dials. Uh, so the boys go to Tijuana. This episode opens with a full body burn. Uh, so the cold oh, open shit, of season, yeah. cold open of season two is there's two or three dudes and they have tires around their necks and tires around their waists, and uh, a guy goes up, them on fire, and they burn to death. And uh, that's it. And one of these was a genuine full body burn, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, that's some early two thousands. Uh, um stunt work that uh, might not pass nowadays so what we're seeing is a it's an execution and a message being sent and a message being sent it's like a neck something necktie uh yeah they call it um tijuana necktie i think uh, or no wait mm, something like that something like that i am saying tijuana because they go to tijuana yeah but it's some kind of necktie i can't remember um so Vene- venezuelan Venezuelan? Not sure. Oh, no, wait. That was in the Jack Reacher book. Venezuelan necktie. I cut you from year to year. Confusing things. Too many man stories right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, there's a... So, a message getting sent. There is um new deal. And uh, they're going after uh, the Farmington dealers that Vic currently has all of his... Um, uh his like uh connections with so all the dealers that vic let deal as long as they deal to the like they don't deal to kids and vic gets a cut and stuff like that uh this guy's going after them and killing them so vic's really pissed off because he's like this is a he's like this is my passive income is uh these dealers who uh, <laughs> take money from passive that, income. that i allow to be here so and they don't and it, like and it keeps the number the crime numbers down because they're not dealing with kids and stuff like that uh so these guys enter the scene and uh vic is real pissed off <clears throat> and then uh you get introduced to uh a new character and uh you get introduced to him by reputation so they're like well there's this guy he's from team uh his name is armadilla it's spelled armadillo but yeah. uh and like a couple characters make fun like some of the white guys make fun of him it's like i have a hard time taking you serious if you're hello 
And, uh, but uh, all, all the, the real Spanish speakers call him Armadilla. So this guy is introduced because there's people who have little dove tattoos on their faces. Uh, one of those people is Kristen Bell, who is the actress now. And uh, she explains that the dove tattoo means that you were raped by Armadillo. Uh, and uh, when they find him, they talk to him. There's nothing to pull him in. in. But uh, his previous, his track record is that uh, when he was in juvie and stuff like that, he raped a bunch of the older, like the teachers and uh, like the security, like he raped older ladies uh, when he was a little kid. Uh, and they, they all said, that's the surprise, the big shock to them. They're like, his first rape was when he was 11? And they're like, yeah, he was a bad dude. And you're just like, oh, shit. Sounds like a bad dude. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but Armadilla's thing. So as Vic is trying to get information from people, uh, there's a little girl who's like, "I'm not scared of Armadilla. I'll 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 talk to him." And then it's like, "Uh oh." Which because she goes to the goes to the cops. She goes to the cops, and then Armadilla's in there for. And uh, Armadilla finds uh, uh, the girl's barrette. And, one, one second uh, here. Yeah. One second. Okay. Continue. The free flies interfered with the recordings. Um, so yeah, Armadillo, uh, he rapes kids because uh, he's yeah. a bad dude. He's a very bad man. And uh, not... I think is it season two we learn like his uh, his speedo style. Oh yeah, that's right away. So when they go to interrogate him, he speedo. And, uh, um, multiple times they find him in speedos. Uh, and then in the next episode, they bring him into the, and uh, he's uh, takes all his clothes off, and he just he just is in a speedo in the cage. Yeah, and that's his choosing. Nobody else's. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, he makes him more comfortable. I mean, he he's trying to get comfy. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Any, anyways, Armadillo's not he. Armadillo, he's not a pedophile. He'll just he'll rape anyone. So he's indiscriminate on who he will rape. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's this, that. It's violence and power, RJ. Violence and power. And then two new characters. Uh, the uh, Boggs, the rapist from Shawshank Redemption, he's here for the whole season. You know Boggs? Oh. You know the rapist Boggs? I, 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 know, I know he's going to unzip, unzip his fly. He does more than unzip that fly. So he's here. He's a P.I., because uh, I forgot to mention at the end of season one, yeah, the, the way season one ends with the Coldplay song is uh, Vic goes home. And then and Mackie going. <sighs> yeah, so the season one oh. ending is. Corinne! Corinne! Uh, Vic actually, Vic and the boys, Vic and Aceveda get Ben Gilroy. But Corinne is convinced that they are living in an unsafe environment, and she takes the kids and she leaves. She's so, a nurse, I should mention. Yeah, she's a nurse. Uh, but uh, yeah, she uh, uh, she's like Vic. We're in real trouble. Or she doesn't say that. She just leaves a note that's like, un- like we're leaving. Um, so she leaves at the end of season one. So s- season two starts with uh. Vic has hired a PI to track down. They find her. Uh, she moves around a little bit, but I think at the time of this episode, she's in like Colorado or something. He's like, yeah, she's in Colorado visiting her sister or something like that. one of those kinds of things. Sure. So, um, 
So uh, Rapist Boggs is a PI tracking people down. And then there's the villain of the season, uh, which is a Karen lady. So she is a... So this is the re- this is the real villain. This is the real not, villain. Not the rapist. Not the... Well, he's not a rapist. Well, well yeah, Armadillo did rape a couple people. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I believe he would be the... He's the villain. Uh, I, I don't want to... You, you have a foil. You have a foil. I don't want to spoil anything. But the lady who is the real villain outlives Armadillo and she's there for a lot longer. Than... Okay. okay. And that's why I'm calling her the real villain is uh, because she, she's got three or four more episodes in our Armadillo. So anyways, she's a lady and she is a civilian auditor and that's what they call her. So she is there because she is concerned about the state of things and city council agrees that she is allowed to be there and to uh, not participate, but uh, be involved and audit the district or like the the department and audit how the police do things. Now, this is some two th- early 2000 stuff because I do believe civilian auditors are a thing, but this lady has authority that I don't think <clears throat> is how it works. So <clears throat> some of her authority is like, Later, she gets, like, the details of cases, like the serial killer case. She's like, I want the notes on that. So they give her the notes on that. And I was like, uh, is that public knowledge? Maybe. I don't know. But eventually, she starts doing things like getting tails and in the eyes and stuff like that. And you're just like, who is this lady? Who is she? Um, <clears throat> I can't remember her name. It's some, some Nancy Ellis or something. Something like that. But she's she's kind of like the the villain of this season because she's there to get get all of them, Jared. Not just Mackie. She's there to get all of them. She's gonna, was she going to bring the whole system down? She's going to bring the whole system down, baby. Is she ACAB? She is Ahab. Oh, fuck. That's right. That's right. So the civilian auditor who has uh, unprecedented control, and a lot of the time they write it, they'll look at Aceveda and he's like, listen, I'm running for city cat or he's like, I'm running for the city or whatever his thing is that he's running. <clears throat> he's like, I need you to play nice with this woman. Okay. All right. Aceveda. So he says some stuff like that, but uh, yeah, she's kind of the bad guy. Okay. Uh, and then we have 202. 202. Bullying Muslims slash Vic burns a guy's head on a stove. So it happens that early, Jared. I I remember. I I knew it was episode two, season two. Yeah. This episode's called Dead Soldiers. An arson attack on a local drug dealer threatens to expose Vic's protection racket. So one of Vic's uh, main dudes that he works with that's a dealer gets uh, taken out or something like that or is, like, getting threatened. So uh, Vic goes and he's like, I'm sick of this Armadilla shit because Claudette's also, she's the detective looking at Armadilla and now she's digging into Vic's business, which he doesn't like. So uh, Vic's like, I'm done with this shit. He's like, strike team. Let's go. Let's go take care of this guy for good. So they bust into Armadilla's house and uh, Vic's like, get out of here. And Armadilla's like, he's like, I am legally within my rights to stay. He's like, nothing can make me. Are you saying... You can't make me leave. You can't make me leave. Yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of that. 
and then uh, Vic beats him with a phone book for a while. And then uh, when that isn't getting across, uh, Vic turns the stove on and then just holds his head down onto the burner for a while. And uh, Shane and Lem go, uh, <clears throat> go, Vic, you shouldn't be doing that. So uh, they get, uh, they're a little upset with him, to say the least. So, uh, yeah, so Vic burns that guy's face on the stove. And then the uh, the bullying uh, Muslims thing. This starts in also a, another series-long side plot for Danny. Danny and Julian are investigating a domestic uh, disturbance. So there's an apartment complex, and there's a, a, a black lady, uh, and she lives next to a Muslim man, and they do not like each other. Uh, and he says bad things to her, and she says bad things to him, and 9-11 is brought up, and then um, other, like, racially... Uh, driven, insensitive thing against oh uh, both parties, Jared. Yes, it's very, it's very touchy. Um, so I, in this episode, all that happens so far is they're just bullying, or like, I don't know uh, what. I, what I, they're they're basically telling this guy, like they tell the guy, he he complains. He's like, doing nothing wrong. He's like, we're just cooking the food that we like, and the smells and. Sh- and they're just, I, I think one of the characters says something like, hey, listen, since 9-11, you guys better be careful, okay? And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I didn't do 9-11. He's like, why are you looking at me? But, uh, so they're kind of mean to him, and there's no real resolution. Yeah. And then uh, that's uh, this episode. It's a pretty good episode. This is the Armadillo burning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll get the, I'll do one more, <clears throat> just because I'm getting raspy. You are. Um, recipe 203. This is a good one to finish on. Dutch gets cucked. Oh, no. And I put pretty good episode. Also, Shane almost raped somebody. Carl Weathers is here. And Dutch says sadomasochistic at least nine times. Huh. So this episode's called Partners. <clears throat> Carl Weathers is here. And he's Vic's old partner who is uh, kind of forced to retire from the force because uh, of police brutality. Uh, he was strong. <laughs> yeah, he was strong arming a guy who, as Carl Weathers puts it, he's a bad guy. Everybody knows that. It was well within my right. It was just filmed. Was the only problem. Um, so Carl Weathers is there and Vic goes, Vic goes to him for advice. Carl Weathers is like, why are you talking to me? He's like, you want to call me when things are wrong. And uh, Vic's like, Corinne's gone. He's like, she left, or she's took the kids. So, <clears throat> anyways, <clears throat> getting crusty. Carl Weathers is like, we got to look into this guy because I know he's bad. He got paid out by the city. I know he's dealing drugs. He's a guy. He's like, you know what? I will do this with you. So he lets Shane be in charge of the strike team. And uh, Shane, uh, at one point later on, when they're interrogating this bad guy's girlfriend to find out where he is, uh, the girl's like, go ahead and hit me. She's like, I'll just sue the city for another million. And Shane's like, I'm not going to hit you. And he locks the door, and then he unzips his fly. And uh, he gets pretty close. He gets pretty close. And then she, uh, she says where the boyfriend is. She's like, she's like, you bastard. Shane's just like, bastard. She's like, you just missed out on the best 10 minutes of your life. Or is something like that. Uh, so Shane tries. 
<clears throat> and then, uh, so Vic is with Carl Weathers, and Carl Weathers is good in this. He's like, he actually fits into the shoe. Comes, I, I hope he comes back. Uh, and then Dutch is looking into a missing woman, uh, and they find her arm. The cold open to this is some guy brings a, a grocery bag to Dutch and opens it up, and an arm falls out. He's not the bad guy. He just found it and he brought it in. So Dutch is investigating uh, this and Dutch is flying high from uh, catching the serial killer because he keep, keeps talking about because uh, everyone's like, oh, the serial killer, man. Um, so he's flying high from that and he interrogates this couple and he brings them in and he's like, ah, oh, they're good. Let them go. And then they bring him in again. Ah, oh, no, they're fine. And it turns out it is them. And the lady was in the trunk the whole time. And then, uh, and then Dutch uh, starts to implode, and this is where it, the implosion of Dutch happens. And uh, I wrote Dutch gets cocked. I can't remember why. I think something like there's there's some kind of sex thing in there where uh, there always is on the shield. There always is. Yeah, I wouldn't have written it down for no reason, but uh, yeah. So that's happening. And then this episode goes out with a bang. Vic Vic gets shot, Jerry. <gasps> What? Yes. He gets shot right when Corinne, right when Corinne and the kids were maybe going to come home. Or she was going to talk, or something like she was going to talk to Vic about leaving for good or something. And then he gets shot. She's like, damn, he might be dead. Can't leave now, Corinne. No. Yeah. So anyways, that's the first couple episodes of season two of The Shield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so now that you've begun season three, just ripping through. Are, yeah, are you, are, you, are you loving it? Oh yeah, I mean, you, I you, I do you, look big, forward big, to watching big, big Shield Boy. Uh, I don't know if I can have that moniker yet, as I'm still I'm only two two seasons in, Jerry. Let's you know, no. we can't we can't we can't just be dropping out Big Shield Boys to any guy who watches it. That's a real Dutch boy kind of kind of move right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I, it, it's good. Yeah. I, uh, I do look forward to watching it. And it's like I said, because the game I'm playing right now hasn't been stimulating me as much as I would like it to, I'm just watching more shield. So I play a little and then I watch a lot. You know what I mean? I think he does. Very good. So that's all well and good. Outstanding. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways. Uh, cool. You got any news, raspy boy? No. No, I'm losing my voice, apparently. You are. Or not losing, but I'm getting getting a little raspy talking about the shield. Well, I was talking about Kojima. <clears throat> and then I was talking about Vic. God damn. Yeah. I've got nothing. What do we have going on? You know what? Maybe I should check out uh, the Discord and see if there's any news in there. Well, Jared, what's Discord? Our Jason, one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world today. <laughs> and Creepsville's on there. That and for huge. Uh, a, a minimum of $1, you two can join us on that Discord. Get that link code and join us. Converse. See Jared Leto Joker. Um, talking about I, I, air cuts, mm-hmm. um, talking about 
uh, Dwayne Johnson is talking about uh, being caught in a web of new leadership. Oh shit! Um, that sounds serious. Pretty good. You can uh, you can read about things like talking about m- most wanted for anal sex. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Diplomatic immunity. That's always good too. No. Cheese wheels. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal music. Mm-hmm. All Smoking. good things. Smoking Italian style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent retro collections on sale for twelve sixty nine. Also good. On the Switch, get her, folks. All, all, all these sound like good things. No, no, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well then, uh, we've got a movie to talk about. Yeah, that's it. Real dour affair. Um, so, sure. without further ado, and after the break, um, uh, I don't know. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> que haya recuerdos que tengan tanta, tanta fuerza, tanta fuerza.
Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Correa Cuervos from 1976, directed wow. by Carlos Sarath. Um, no tagline for this film, really? No. Wow. I mean, I mean, if you had to come up with one, maybe like "Live Hard, Die Trying." <laughs> die Hard good? Man. Die Hard Man. Okay. Yeah. Live Hard, Die Trying. Guillermo del Toro. So what do we have here? We got a, a synopsis from Letterboxd. Sure we do. In Madrid, the orphan sisters, Irene, Anna, and Matty, are raised by their austere Aunt Paulina, together with their mute and crippled grandmother, after the death of their mother and their military father, Anselmo. Mm. Anna is a melancholic girl, fascinated by death, after seeing her mother having a painful death, and her father dead in bed mm-hmm. that's it all been there that's the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah so i was not really at all familiar with uh this movie honestly uh nor am i familiar with the director of uh carlos uh carlos sara so this is all fresh to me the only the only spaniard i need in my life honestly though even after watching this jess franco if you know what i mean uh, I think I do know you. That's right. Let's not elaborate on exactly. it. No, exactly. King of Kings, that Franco. But anyways, I guess this will have to do. Uh, we don't, we haven't had a lot of Spanish films in the Criterion Collection. Uh, you? I don't know, but but uh, fittingly enough, we've got two appearances from our uh, lead actor in this, uh, Anna Torrent, uh, who mm. also showed up in that Spirits of the Beer Hive, uh, Spirit of the Beehive. Uh, Did she? Several months ago. That's right. Hmm. Being a little, I don't know, blank faced little moppet. Being a like a moppet. Okay. Just a, a, a little child. You know, mm-hmm. doing little child things and experiences. And you're like, wow, children. They're so innocent. So sweet. Endearing. But yet. Yeah, Someone said yeah, that. There, there's a darkness. What, what really... do you find in your darkness? This is not. This is definitely not the darkest uh, presentation of children that I think we've seen or could imagine. On the black meter, where would it fall? Oh my God, this is zero. This is zero. zero? For okay. the kids, for the kids getting up to stuff, they're like not doing anything too crazy. Playing with loaded guns, uh, thinking they're like you know poisoning people or, or mm-hmm. thinking they're poisoning people. That's nothing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, where would you put this on the blackometer? I would say like fuchsia. Fuchsia. Yeah. Do you know about fuchsia? I do. Okay. Maybe it's fuchsia. Uh, Ma- it's mo- mauve. Ma- mauve. Mauve. That's where I put it. Mauve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyways, so RJ, do you know about metaphors? Uh, no, could you uh, explain that to me, please? Well, I would just direct people to previous conversations we have every week. Mm, okay. Yeah, where RJ's talked about metaphors. Uh, I don't know what that word means. Uh, do you know what the title of this film uh, translates to in English? Is it a metaphor? Raise ravens. Is that a good thing? 
or a bad thing? Uh, I don't know. Though the the the, the expression is, of course, uh, from the Spanish proverb uh, of uh, "cria cuervos." Uh, and then it's "why to sacaran le ojos." Sure, it's beautiful. I'm sure this translates as "raise ravens," and they'll gouge your eyes out. And it's generally used for someone who has bad luck in raising children or raising them badly. It may also imply rebellious behavior of youth or that every good act will return to haunt you. Interesting. No. Generally, people who people who generally have bad luck raising children, like that it happens a bunch of times, it's like, ah, oh, that kid was no good. Try the next one. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah. that kid's no good too. It's like, man, you got bad luck with these kids. Mm-hmm. Keep getting some sour apples. Is that what it means? Uh, I, I guess it's it's a Spanish thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Are ravens well, mean? This movie's about the it's about the death of um the authoritarian Spanish government happening here in the seventies in Spain. Um, bad dudes dying. Uh, Franco. The other, the bad Franco, not just Franco, bad Franco, Francoist uh, Spain is uh, coming to an end like one year before this movie came out, which I guess is uh, represented by the death of uh, Anna's father, who is a uh, a man, part of the government slash, you know, military. It's all one and the same. Uh, and he is, he is no more uh, it's in his like perversion, I guess, and extravagance. Bang, banging ladies that aren't his wife while she's stepping out or after she's died of cancer and uh, having heart attacks from too much sexiness. Who hasn't been there? Who hasn't had that happen? Yeah. Well, that's uh, kind of how this movie kicks off. Uh, okay. Weird sounds going on down in the basement. We're not mm-hmm. in the basement. On the main floor, little girl gets up, goes to find what that sound is, and there's a lot of suggestive content here pure from like oh yes oh you're tickling me oh yes and then what what's happening is you're a man like gasping for breath and then he dies he expires behind a closed door little girls Mm -hmm. all just standing there all wide-eyed not really having any sort of expression other than do not express it speaks more volumes and then she sees this woman kind of come out of the bedroom Mm-hmm. Uh, half dressed as she's like leaving this man who's just died and she's like oh crap I was banging this dude that I'm not married to I better mm-hmm. clear out uh, she turns on the lights sees the little girl and she's like uh oh well she's just some crappy little kid who's she gonna tell and that's what right what did she RJ. call her crappy little kid okay and, and, and she said and you know what that kid doesn't t- uh, she just tells her like siblings that's mm-hmm. about it talking talking out of school little kid so anyways uh we get some like flash we get some like imagery of like the little girl going into the bedroom look at her dead daddy mm-hmm. um and then she sees there's this like half drink glass of milk she gathers that up and washes it out you don't think anything of it this is like sure neither, neither here nor there uh and then we start getting introduced to some uh not disjointed uh or disjointed editing but like kind of like the movie kind of Travel kind of a trap, and it passes through moments of like visions of specters or ghosts, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, Oh, hey, we, we, I thought this woman was supposed to be dead. This is about a, about a dead, this is a dead mom movie. 
And it's like, no, she's just there. But then you find out, no, she is dead. So that she didn't actually see her in the kitchen last night. She just happened to be there. And this is where the movie kind of like threw me for a little bit as I'm trying to like be like, okay, who's alive? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of playing um, loose with uh, the time jumps. There's no, it's not very clearly demarcated. It's, it mm-hmm. expects the audience to uh, solve that. And I mean, for the most part, it doesn't really, it becomes pretty clear after you get into the movie who's alive and who's dead. And mm-hmm. if someone, if you're seeing somebody, you figure out, ah, they're in the past. I mean, for the most part, if the little yeah. girl is seen. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, you're just kind of being thrown like, Oh, here's, here's Anna. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. she's got siblings, uh, this older sister and younger sister, uh, they're getting ready to go to a funeral. Uh, they are now kind of in the care of their aunt. Mm-hmm. Not sure if they say who she was the sibling of. If it was Anna, uh, she it's the mother sister. It's the mother sister. Okay, yeah. I can't remember if they said that. Okay, she so, brings it up a couple. If anyone ever talks bad about the mother, she, like, I won't have anyone talking shit about my, my sister. sister. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> there we go. So, uh, so she's now looking at. She's a different kind of person cop? than her sister. She's a different kind of cop as well. Okay, as in, she's not a cop. Um, she's parent cop. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. And so, yeah, they're living in this like big house that you're like, how does she, how how do they afford this? And it's, I guess like the sister, I guess it's like the grandmother's house maybe. And the grandmother is just this, I don't know. I don't know what she's not like an invalid, I guess. Uh, She's conscious. Deaf mute, like a, a disabled deaf or a yeah. disabled mute, I think, is what they say. Yeah. Like, she's like she not reacts. Mute. Yeah, she, she's, yeah, yeah, she's she, conscious. She just yeah. she can't walk she, and she can't talk. Yeah, she she can't even yeah. really move either. Yeah, she can't. Yeah, she can't move and she can't talk. But she has recognition of things. So like when you point stuff to her, it's like, do you want this? She, she can like nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so she, whatever. She however, to... that whatever that is. Described yeah, as. she 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 finds herself in front of windows often, or looking at photos, and just dumped mm-hmm. there for hours on end. It's a great life. Something. Um, so like yeah, these kids, you get like kind of snapshots of these kids, kind of like doing kid stuff, uh, hanging out in uh, dilapidated, abandoned pools, mm-hmm. uh, as you do. But there's like this one scene. It's probably like one of the jump standouts for me. Uh, this one where Anna's like looking from the bottom of this basin of this like swimming pool up onto the. Uh, the roof of the house that the building that she's living in mm-hmm. and she sees herself. And then you get this perspective of like, uh, this girl herself jumping kind of floatingly jumping off the top of this building. And I'm kind of like, that is actually the most accurate depiction of how I've experienced like falling or jumping in a dream where it's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like you're, falling fast it's like you're kind of like i don't know it's very video gamey i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever experienced that before but like falling doesn't work the same way in dreams as it does in real life uh not that i jump off a lot of buildings uh or anything like that but you've jumped before right i've jumped but and it's it's rapid uh as opposed to in yeah in dreams you're like whoa i'm being pulled toward the ground but like Mm -hmm. i there's some like directional control Mm mm-hmm yeah, which is the, just doesn't is not the case. I don't want to sidetrack you, but like I had this conversation with someone. It's like, when do you think the last time you jumped was? 
as a man that's over 50 years old, when was the last time you jumped? Because I can say with certainty, I think it's been years since I have jumped. Like, no. And I don't mean like a skip over a puddle or a hop. Like, I mean a genuine, like, you jumped. Jumped what? Jumped down? Jumped anything. Jumped Jumped up. up. Jumped up? Jumped over? Jumped down? You ain't jumping up and onto anything. I know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It's more. It's more of a crawl. Yeah, <laughs> like a labored crawl. <laughs> I think there was a day uh, a coworker of mine who sometimes uh, winds up very feeble and uh, needs to sit. I think maybe he needs to not wear Crocs all the time. Myself, but uh, okay. there's he's just like, oh, I go. He sits down. And he goes, I don't even want to get back up. I'm like, well, you know, you got that all that yard work you could do in the back. You just lie down, and when you're done, you can just like start rolling around, <laughs> pulling yourself yeah. up, like and crawl up the steps. You'll be mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> I mean, you he, he would be. Yeah, beckon to the dog to come drag you around. I mean, <laughs> that that would be that. That is what dogs are good for. Dogs are good at fetching. Yeah, they, they're very str- stout, strong little critters. They got those yeah. big, thick necks. And they get a good, good grip on you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's that too. Uh, yeah. So, cool. what do you think? When's the last time Classic. you jumped? Shit. Like teenage, teenage years. Um, I've I've le- leapt off things, so yes, I guess. I mean, have you ever jumped off like the back of a truck in your like last ten years? I do it like every day. There, there you go. But like, I mean, like, when's the That's last time jump. you like jumped, like jumped up into the air? Like, what, what's the height? What? Jump. Jumped like, uh, not very awkwardly and self consciously, and it's pathetic. It's pathetic. I, I mean, I know you didn't. I know you didn't mean to sidetrack us or anything like that. But, uh, mission you not accomplished. I well, falling. I guess. Well. Anyways, I think the depiction of falling here, like in a sort of dream sense, is um, leaves a little to be desired. Oh, it was actually very well done. Okay. It, was, it was the highlight, if you recall me Good. saying. Good. Oh, I thought I thought you said it was different from what you experience, but well, usually movies, it's like not. There's no attention paid to it, or there's a, a lot of attention given to this. There's a lot of attention paid to a lot of minutia in this movie. Nothing uh, from the dreams perspective, good, good or though? bad. Nothing from the dreams perspective, or is it? Um, so Anna's got a pet guinea pig named Roni. Uh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. always, always feeding some lettuce too. Yeah, uh, nice there's t- there's times there's, there's a plate of of chicken feet in the fridge in the fridge to show that time has passed or That's has right. it it begins to shrivel or expand or has it mm. or has it depending on where she is that day yep because she can be lots of places I think all over the place yeah uh, so yeah we get a scene where the the all the the, the kids are brought to the funeral. And Anna's like kind of a, a little misbehaving kid. She always acts up. She's that character in the movie. She plays that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other ones kind of just go along with it. And they're just like, huh, who cares? Mm-hmm. We've got that on we down. And of course, Anna sees the woman that was banging her dad when her dad died. Yep. Eventually. You know? yeah. And you find out it's like, oh, it's a, it's a family friend. It's uh, she's uh, married to this, uh, man who we later find out is also passionately in love with uh the ant yes yeah, of course it's a lot of passionate love in this thing a lot of passionate love is is, is uh on display here mm-hmm. uh we get these scenes where so 
I think it is that. Uh, so the mother is played by uh, Geraldine Chaplin, who also plays older Anna. Mm, yes. which, which, which again is one of those like oh I guess that's kind of a neat so is this bun observation well? is this Bunwell? Well, that was last week how can we have oh, the, shit. Uh, actors playing the same or different characters hmm it's a, what a twist <laughs> a twist like yeah. that yeah so anyway she's filling in gaps Making yes. observations. And so you're like, oh, Anna's just going to be okay. Like, she'll be mm-hmm. fine. There's nothing bad's going to happen. And she's just going to keep on trucking. Yeah, she um, seems okay. Kids are she okay. She seems fine. So anyway, uh, there's this whole thing about going on with this, like, container with white powder. And mm-hmm. uh, you find you find out that Anna thinks that she was told by her mom that it was poison. She, uh, her mom said it was the most deadly poison. Yeah. And, like, even a single spoon in a cup will kill you dead. Yeah. And so she starts to kill people with it, she thinks. Well, then you realize, well, I mean, maybe it's later. You keep Called baking soda. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the twist. So anyways, she she had given some to her father, who she was trying to kill, because she thinks this piece of shit dad of hers. Mm. uh, Sleeping around. Well, that and was causing the... The disease, the, the like, I guess I'm, I'm assuming stomach cancer that kills her mother, uh, and we get we get a, a wonderful scene of that uh, expressed in, in a movie of a person dying, reeling in pain from stomach cancer, uh, where you can't function, you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this scene uh, actually reminded me a little bit of something you would imagine would be in a, in a Bergman movie uh, mm-hmm. or something like Fanny and Alexander at its best. Uh, where it kind of seems to like go beyond like the uh, reality of the setting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it is Bergman esque, but I've heard some people, and by heard some people, I I I have described this scene as martyrs esque. Martyrs esque. Yeah, the, all the mention of uh, there is nothing; it is all a lie, and then you go, "Oh dear." That sounds. Oh dear. Ger- that sounds Jared esque. Does sound Jared esque also. <clears throat> and then there's a scene either before or after where her husband, which the daughter oversees, and it's one of her memories. I think it comes after. Uh, you know that she's dead and the daughter has seen it. Uh, but uh, the husband's like, You're not sick. Stop telling everyone oh, you're yeah. sick. Yeah. You're oh, yeah. Sick. It was like gaslighting the woman dying of cancer. Yeah. You're not yep. sick. You're just you're playing it up. You're just, you just don't want me to go out anymore. <laughs> it's like, Oh, God. Not not yeah. a great not a great dude not a great guy but uh, yeah that death scene is uh, pretty um, salient uh, she yeah. goes in the little girl she watches her she doesn't say anything she goes into the next room puts on some music stares into the wall and then and that's one where I said who hasn't been there who hasn't been there hey what do you what do you think about that song in this movie uh I uh I got really hooked on that song where when the credits started playing, usually I'll turn a Criterion movie straight off. But uh when the credits were playing and that song was on, I was like, I'm gonna let this roll for a little bit. Yeah. I like this song. Cause I don't know, it's got it's got it's got a little pop to it, right? It's got a little Por Porquoi Teva by Jeanette. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
This song's uh, kind of like. <clears throat> <laughs> I couldn't get it out. What? Fast enough. What is that? The song is like, boom, ba dum, ba dum, boom, and you're just like, oh, man, yeah, this song's yeah. got a lot going on with it. It's got some kick. That, and then it's really weird when the chorus kicks in, and it's like, and it's like, my name is Kid. And you're just like, what is this song? This is a crazy song. One day there'll be a cop show ready for this this track. <laughs> but not yet. No. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so uh, Anna, she's there's adventures being had. She gets they get they're being dragged around. Uh, the ants having enough of her shit. Mm-hmm. Anna just like she's a weirdo kid, um, and says weird things, does strange mm-hmm. things, calls her. I wish you were dead. Um, it makes those ob- like she actually speaks out loud the childlike observations where adults are behaving where they don't know kids are around or then when they see a kid and they go oh that stupid kid doesn't know and it's like oh but they do know and then they tell somebody else and the, then the adult goes don't tell anybody that um are you sure there's a bunch of that so anyway and then uh Anna offers to kill grandma and grandma's kind of like ooh put me out of my misery huh and then she's like, "Hey, I got I got some baking soda." And Grandma's like, "Fuck." I mean, well, well, I mean, Anna. The way Anna's that it's deadly, deadly poison until the very end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Grandma, yeah. I mean, Grandma kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like Grandma whole, can't like, talk. Grandma can't go. She just goes, "Oi, oi, vey." Yeah. And then, uh, then we get some animal death. Uh, the, the passing of a family pet yeah. looks a little bit too real, unfortunately. Yeah. Did, did Roni make the ultimate sacrifice for for the role? <laughs> I mean, they asked. Don't, don't worry, they asked. They asked the. They asked Roni about. They, it. A, they asked <laughs> the guinea pig if it was yeah. okay. They got yeah. consent first, and then and then Roni went, "See, si, see, si, senor." Okay. See, si, Senor uh, Sara, you may have break my neck and put me into the shoebox. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cinema. Cinema. So anyway, uh, yeah, you see the kids like dressing up, you know, being pretending to be adults, and you know, parent, you know, adults are weirded out by this, and you're like, come on, mm-hmm. this is old old hat stuff. Um, oh yeah, it's like when she pulls up the gun. Uh, and then of course you find out. Oh, it was actually loaded. She gets a slap for it, and you're like, well, she didn't load the fucking gun. You should bring it up with your uh, dead brother-in-law. Like, we even she fucking loaded guns load around. Gun around. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Oh yeah, I mean, she uh, was waving it around. Yes, she was. But anyway, but yeah, and she and she does have like a, a murderous tendency because she because the end of the movie is uh, she's like, my I don't like my aunt. I'm gonna poison her too. I'm gonna give her the baking soda treatment. She's gonna mm-hmm. die, and then it doesn't work, and she's like, "Oh." And she goes, "Fuck." She's she's fine, and this is what my new this is the new status quo for me going forward. And then I'm going to because this is all like happening over the course of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, school's out, and then they go back to school, and that's kind of how the movie ends. Um, the other scene I wanted to just mention was, uh, yeah, there's like one of the flashback bits. It's like kind of like effortlessly blended into the uh, the contemporary into the past, where it's like with the um, the housekeeper. Uh, oh, with uh, the, the yeah, when she's yeah, with, with, with the, the dad, dad. yeah, yes. and she's like cleaning the windows, and he's yeah. just getting a uh, a glass full. Yeah, no. yeah. 
Like, and then of course, like, and then, his, and then when his wife comes in, she, she's looking at him. And he turns and he says that. <laughs> he said, "No, no, I'm a, I'm a sexopest, and that's he my said Italian." Nothing happened. It's it's Span- no, I think it's Spanish is more like this. Is no, it's, it's <laughs> like Spanish. a Resident Evil Four. Oh, interesting. No, interesting. Just like that. Okay, okay. Um. Uh, so anyway. This is like a a drama about childhood. Uh, some people, there's some big stands for this movie. People really yes. big stands. What does stand mean? They they stand for it. You know what Eminem song Stan? Yeah, I know that song. It came out when I was like 13 or something. Exactly, exactly. Listen to it on the bus. Yeah, you you a stand for it. You're you're a freak for it. I mean, I don't know if that's the the language I would use, but. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, this movie's fine. It's mm-hmm. in the context of the last three, uh, two, three movies we watched. Uh, a great movie, obviously, or whatever. It's it's a very well made movie, yeah. but um, I don't know. It's um, I found it fine. It was okay. okay. I don't Good. love this movie. Uh, I would never watch it again, honestly. Uh, maybe maybe I'm a bad dude, but some have said. Some have said that's fine. But just like kind of like oh here's this kid again the moppet I didn't care about I didn't care about any of it. Uh, Half what was going on with on that front, but I don't know. It's like movie you can't really be super critical of. Other than I was just like yeah it didn't win me over at the end of the day. I mean I don't think there's anything wrong with being. I didn't really like it, but it didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like because there's movies we watch where it's like. Yeah, this movie sucks and it's bad. Oh yeah, it's not any of those things. Yeah, but there's a lot of movies you and me have both been like, yeah, we're not really vibing on this, but it's fine. It's just yeah. Where, where are the rave? Where are the ravens? Where are the ravens? I ask. Where? Where indeed? Yeah, where's where, where's Raven? The Raven from, from ECW. Oh, I don't know that character. You don't know Raven? fucking kidding me raven versus tommy dreamer the 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 classic series of matches i have no idea Uh, well here's the i'm gonna send you a screenshot of a youtube thumbnail and you uh get to answer me i'm gonna send this to you on the fb hopefully 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 that works because i just pull it up on the fart butt oh that's where you're sending it this is coming from fart butt Mm mm-hmm there you go. I mean, it looks like a bunch of '90s wrestlers kind of congealed into one. Well, I mean, he was like. It looks like Chris Jericho and Triple H, and Roddy Piper, and uh... Raven predates him though. Like he was, uh, this was his thing back in the, like this is the mid '90s. So but they stole he, the Raven look. He, he was grunge. He was he was grunging it out, and I think he had yeah. some like, and he was wearing Sandman T-shirts. Ooh. Not to be confused with the wrestler, the Sandman, who had like, nothing to do with <laughs> Morpheus. No Morpheus? Was it Metallica's Sandman, though? Yeah, I know. The, he looks like a ton of wrestlers, but maybe, I guess they stole his look, hey? Yeah, I think they stole his look. Well, a lot of people steaming looks right now. That's, that's you remember like when, uh, when Triple H was Hunter Hearst Helmsley? I do. No. I saw him in person. Do we ever talk about that? 
Uh, not on this podcast, I don't think. Well, let's save it for another day. Keep keep the fans out there uh, uh, itching for something. They say, when's he ever going to talk about Triple H? I'll say, well, we you, had did be, that. you had to be there. What were you talking about? You, you and me. Uh, this movie. Hey, Roger, what did you think of uh, Korea Cuervos? Korea Cuervos. Korea Cuervos. I was like 30 minutes into this, and I was like, I don't really care about these kids. And like, not kind of like what you said, like not in a bad way. I was just like, meh. Like, these kids are fine. I, I, I think that I think everything's going to work out fine for them. I mean, it's yeah. sad. I mean mom dad's dead you don't realize it's like yeah they're better off without him mom's dead that's sad and their aunt's like clearly going to put a lot of resources and effort into keeping their lives together and Mm -hmm. they're gonna be very comfortable they they have a fucking servant like takes care of them and makes food and they're getting i don't know they're fine Mm -hmm. people have far worse than these kids sure absolutely but yeah no it's like Like thirty minutes in, I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know. I was like, and kind of exactly your opinion. I was like, I'm not super into this, but I was like, it's not doing anything wrong. And then I think at around like thirty or forty minutes, when um, I think it was like the first time the kid puts on the the song, and you just see her sitting there listening to the music. And then uh, pretty quick after that is the scene of the mother dying. And you see her kind of just going to her room and being quiet and listening to the song. I was just like, hmm. I was like, maybe there's more to this. Uh, and then I started watching a little bit closely. And um, uh, I I do really like how they weave in the memories in this movie. I think it's really, really well done. So uh, I, I do like this movie. I'm not um nice. nice. I don't think this this isn't slam dunk territory. No. Uh but uh I actually did actually I I actually did enjoy this. I was like, hmm. When it was done, I was like, that was that was not a bad show, which I feel like doesn't happen not just on this podcast very often, but with me particularly very often. Uh, hmm. I was like, that was not bad. Um but like I said, the first thirty minutes or so I was kinda like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. It's like same bullshit that we watch every single week. Um, but I once I started to get what the uh, the bit with the memory ghosts was, I was kind of like, oh, all right. Uh, and I thought it was I thought they did a good job with it, at least where um, how they kind of layer that where uh, like it did take me 30 minutes to figure it where I was just like, oh, it's there. Like I was like, I feel like that lady's the mom and she's dead. But I was like, is the girl just seeing her? And then I eventually I got. Uh, I thought they did a really good job with that, at least. And like you said, the once the maid is really well done, where it's kind of like seamless. And then uh, yeah, another really good one, confusingly seamless, sometimes. confusingly seamless. Yeah, which is like if I wasn't paying attention, I think I'd be flip opposite. I'd be like, this movie's this makes sense. <laughs> this is confusing. Zero uh, stars. Zero stars where it's like a lot of the scenes, like I was paying attention. It's like, yeah, some of the scenes don't make sense and it is confusing. But like, uh, I was watching enough that I was kind of like, I was like, I think that's what they're going for. It's like the girl doesn't know 
how to separate the reality from the memories and it's like and we're not really supposed to either so i think that's what they were going for where it's like yeah you shouldn't know what's what and uh it's like if you if you are confused i, I think i don't want to speak for the people yeah. who made this movie but it's like i feel like that's what they were yeah but i mean like so this is like an eight-year-old too yes and, you know, I'm like, yeah i think an eight-year-old kind of knows little, well, little, grief little and loss kid. is a funny thing jared mm-hmm. grief and loss is a very funny thing grief grief ghost grief oh ghost. no it is yeah but the most effective grief ghost which uh the scene that i liked a ton was um the hallway scene when she's going to bed and oh, she's yeah. like closing her eyes and she opens her eyes and her mom kind of walks by the door uh the door in the hallway yeah and then she closes her eyes and opens her and her mom walks by the door hallway again and she does it a couple times i think it's meant to be endearing but like um when I was a little kid, I had, I had nightmares a lot. Like I was so scared to go to sleep sometimes. And after a while, I figured out what it was. They would leave my door open as like a sign of safety. Like my parents, it's like the door's open and like the nightlight is on in the hallway, and that'll make you feel better. And I was like, sure. But what I I what I distinctively remember is like sitting up all night long, staring at the door with the hallway, and I was like, is somebody gonna walk? Because that was my nightmare forever was that is like I can see right into the hallway and there's lots of little nooks or is like there's a hallway, there's a door here, door there. There's like turn here. And it's like <laughs> someone's going to walk by. I was like someone's hiding there. And I would just stay up all night just staring at, at, like through the door into the hallway because I was terrified that something was going to walk by. Um, so like this scene really reminded me of that. Done like Deering, where it's just like oh she's just trying to like see her mom again and again but it really reminded me of like uh being a real scared little kid who just you know getting his pants because it was like oh my god it's like something bad's happening um so i kind of i like that scene too but uh it made me sp- it made me spooked out um interesting i don't know was I that feel, out I've, of fear I've, of I've, yours I've, I've, somebody um, walking I mean... by an open door well, it'd be like I don't care if they were walking by. I mean, the problem is if they come into the room. I mean, yeah, yeah. But my fear is that they'd start by walking by. Well, exactly what plays out in the scene. It starts with her walking by a couple times, and then eventually she comes into the room and to kiss them good night. Well, yeah, you know how an alien kisses you good night, right on the butt cheeks, and oh, you're man. dead. Well, I was dead. Oh, okay. All right. You're dead. You're dead. Um, yeah. No, what I don't. if what if I'd be more like freaked out about like uh, you know the boogeyman coming out of my closet. You know, remember the boogeyman from Ghostbusters? Boogeyman's. I know of boogeyman's. Bo- I sent I sent you a picture of boogeyman from, from Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Yeah. He he's 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 a lot more scary. I feel like this is some sort of like. I feel like this is a hate crime in some way <laughs> because of the, this boogeyman. I don't know who it's a hate, but I feel like I feel like it is. Am it is I scary? Am I bullying bullying the boogeyman? <laughs> the boogie person, Jerry. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. He talked like this, RJ. He might have. It you don't know. You don't know. You couldn't know. How could you know? He really had it out for Egon. Who didn't, though? I mean, Harold Ramis is a nice guy. 
kind of a nerd. I see. You know what I mean? Man, uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Discord tonight, but boy, oh boy, you just... Not good? You just, yeah, your audio just drops out. Hopefully, we'll see what the recording's like, or hear what the recording's like, oh. um, but I'll be, we'll see. Well, I'll wrap it up then. Um, I Yeah, I was surprised. I, I did actually, like... I. It's not a slam dunk, because I do think first hour, half hour, I was like, eh, whatever. But uh, for whatever reason, I did really like the way the dreams and, like, the memory stuff kind of weave through things. And I think one of the big takes, takeaways, too, is this girl is a premeditated murderer. She believed that she murdered her father, and she tried to kill again. And I yep. think uh, I think that's a big thing that a lot of people are sleeping on. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, this was uh, this was really good. I think uh, one of the only other things better than this is I think I've mentioned this a lot. The the TV show Castle Rock, which is based on Stephen King stuff, there's an episode in that show about Alzheimer's and about a lady lost, and and that is I think the best memory ghost depiction around is that one episode of a TV show that was canceled years ago. It's very, very good. This is this is close. This is good. It's not. I mean, it's not in the top best ever, but uh, this right. was a good depiction, is what I. Mean. Okay. So yeah, no, I was surprised. I was like, huh. I was like, I actually like a movie that doesn't happen very often. Hey, not too bad. So, whatever state of mind I'm in right now. <laughs> but uh, I do understand like what you mean. You you can you cannot like something. And yeah. be like, there's nothing outright wrong about this. I just yeah, don't for, like it. Yeah, for for me, this is like a purely subjective kind of like indifference. Rather than being like, yeah, this movie's not terrible. It's not bad. But I mean, I just yep. didn't really care for it that much. But yeah, I, I can. I'm glad you enjoy it. And other people, many many people, probably really yeah. like this movie quite a bit. Yeah, and I'll I'll say I like it. I'm not gonna be the the dude who's out there championing it. Like I'm not gonna like I did like it, but there is some stuff like some of like the ant stuff with the boyfriend, like whatever like that that kind of stuff was like i don't really care about that shit but uh um there were there were half of this movie i liked quite a bit let's put it like that okay <laughs> just looking at the half star reviews Uh oh. Yeah, uh, okay well first of all uh, i just want to get to matthew past matthew serrano half a star people like this what wtf i have no idea what happened like i don't know what to tell you matt it's pretty you straightforward hear, you want to hear what matthew serrano's probably ironic favorite four movies are go on pirates of the caribbean at world's end okay kung fu panda 2 okay Shrek 2 no star wars episode 3 okay so like cool i feel like that's ironic though right like shrek 2 Episode three, Kung Fu Panda two in a Pirates movie. I don't know. I feel like that's un- not genuine. Maybe it is. I don't know. I can't tell. You want to hear from Nicholas G. Half star. You tell me. That's what I was laughing at. Not as lyrical in images as the Spirit of the Beehive, but perhaps more noticeable in its stylish camera pans, rack focuses. <laughs> <laughs> i there's like man i guess rack focus is something i haven't thought about can you explain that to me because i i don't know what that is well rj you know um on a camera lens uh you have like like a focus focus Mm -hmm. ring on your on your lens 
so what happens in a, in a movie is like so to change your focal point uh from like say the foreground to the midground to the background uh you could like mark because what the thing is when you're making a movie it's got to be really precise movements to make it invisible when you're trying to keep like multiple things in the same frame but you want to try to like accentuate focus on one thing or another so what you do okay. is like rack focusing it's like it's real skill and it's very complicated in the cinema game but it's, you know a competent cinematographer can do this this okay. isn't like crazy but you're like i don't know when i've like had to do this like you mark it out on the lens because like see so a practice you do a quick little okay this needs to be here and there you just tape it off boop and you're good so when i read a guy on letterbox talking about camera pans and rack focuses i just go ah film school because mm-hmm. no one talks we, when was the last time we talked about rack focuses on the criterion groups podcast other than all all the time except for always yeah but anyways uh, okay. nick 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 g continues yet two is still largely as bloated in extra scenes too leisurely in its conflicts and just not feeling purposeful in its mundane dialogue and clumsy rhythm that I couldn't tell you the necessary structural and storytelling purposes of these many extra sequences if you held a gun to my head. Rack focus. Okay. Um, can I tell you about Nick G? Uh, yes. Bio. Nick has an MFA in film and television screenwriting. All his capsule reviews are 420 characters or less. Now, Nick refers to himself in the third person for some reason. And I don't know why. And I find that a little bit upsetting. They just one-starred everything everywhere. It's like, that's not a one-star film. Even if you don't like it, that's not one-star. Get out of here. I just... Yeah, mostly I'm surprised that they uh, first person them or third person themselves. That's a it's a strange move in 2023 to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Uh, yeah, mostly the people saying I don't get it. Wait, why do people like this movie? You don't have uh, to get it. You, you have can like just say da- you don't da- like it. You have like Darren-esque, Darren-esque, two stars. Anna was eye mouth eye the whole movie, using like the weird little emoticons. I mean, Darren. Kind of... Oh, I see. Darren yeah. Q. Dar Darren Q. Yeah. Uh, oh, this person's a weeb. Their favorite films are Princess Mononoke and Crimson Peak. Oh, that's some weeb stuff, right? Crimson shit. Did we see that in theaters together? No. Or did I see that with Andy in theaters or something? Yeah, I saw that movie in theater. No. Crimson Peak. That ah, fuck. Oh, that, that fucking, what a waste of my time. November 2015. Yeah, I saw it on theaters. It's a spooky ghost. It's a spooky ghost. But brother sister is too spooky. <laughs> Too spooky. That's that's Guillermo. What what are the five star reviews like? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, I can see people just being like, "I really like this." 
Yeah. I hope that's what the five star reviews are like. Oh, I, don't uh, know. Well, I just flipped well, well, over the first like six are Spanish. Four in fourteen five stars. I remember carving it into myself. I am the Korea Corvellos. Okay. That's that's gotta be All right. One of the weirdest things I've ever this person's got fifty five movies long. And they have like, like two Sophia reviews. Via Hannah. Way too fucking real, but loved every second of it. And then some then Mommy Wiseau wrote uh real AF. What do they mean by that? It's like, yeah, people it's, die. It's real as fuck. That means. I mean, like, yeah, I, I do like it doesn't feel showy and I do like the kids' interactions, like well, the only thing is the kids are maybe a little too nice to each other. Like I feel like sis like siblings would kind of beat up each other a little bit more, like uh, tease each other a little more. Yeah, you, you wanted more people getting pounded on, RJ? Well, I mean, not even like in a weird... Well, no, not in a The kids were so nice to each other. I was like, this is really nice, but it's like, I feel like this is someone writing what they think kids would be like, because I had three siblings, Jared, and can I tell no. you what we weren't? We weren't nice to each other. You, you weren't kind? Well, I was, but I was the littlest, and I had no choice. It was just everyone else was me. You know what I mean? Yeah, these kids seem like not even like particularly upset or anything. They're just kind of like, huh. Mm-hmm. They're very nice to each other. Yeah. Very nice to each other. Very nice. Very good. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts here on this Korea Cuervos? I think like half of this movie is really, really good. And I think the other half of the movie. So my overall opinion is like, I think it's an all right show. All right show. Now, I'm not going to say a pretty good show, because I feel like that has a lot of weight to it. So I'm going to say oh, it's an it all right does. show. Yeah, don't be busting that out. That's it's no, all no, right. No. And I didn't. I'm saying I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, After the break, after the summer break, we're going back to school and being mm-hmm. lost in the mass. As life continues on, the march towards our own inevitable demise inevitably comes toward us. Who? And the world will go on in the grand scheme of things. In Madrid. Who? And we'll listen to jaunty French music. RJ, if you were a pithy post-review comment or question, what would you be? Actually, it's about the dream's perspective. That'd be it. That'd be it. Something uh, you, you, you can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com. And, or fart book, a fart button. Yeah, log on, to, log on to fart button. We're on yeah. fart button and we're on threads. <laughs> we're on threads. 
Uh, Tumblr remembers us. Tumblr did remember us on our seventh anniversary. This is some high water stuff right here. I think in previous anniversary episodes like this, we would talk about the best movies we've seen in the previous year, but... We don't have any. You haven't watched a movie in like They're six all bad. years. They're all bad. Uh, hey, you know what? Watch uh, the... Uh, what's that really good one? RJ will have to watch soon in uh, October. for pre- The 11-hour cutscene of Death Stranding? Yeah, do that. Uh, watch the autopsy. Good. Or back rooms. The autopsy of who? Um, we're also on Discord, if you join us on Patreon, only up that buck. And we've, all our episodes ever are on SoundCloud, Evar, and you can download those via Stitcher, iTunes, Play, whatever people do for podcasting, even though I think podcasting is dying off bit by bit. People like content, but I don't know. Do they need this? Do they need this? Do you need this? Who says podcasts were dying? I don't know. People. Was it me? I don't know. People. Hey, next week, RJ. Yeah. Not only is it our like just after our seventh year anniversary, it's also like what, episode. Perfect time to pull the pin. Or something. Oh. Maybe we don't even come back. Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Four hundred. What am I saying? Three fifty. I was jumping the gun there. We're just, we just are in the 400s now. No, look at that confluence. We just got past uh, Spine 400. We're on episode 350, and it's just our 7th year anniversary. You know what an even better confluence could be? Not. Ending it all. Not. not. Ending drink, it all. Drink, drink that baking soda milk. I mean, that, it didn't look bad, right? Though you you would be able to tell, right? I think so. Yeah, that yeah. little kid, stupid little kid. Go go stare weirdly off somewhere else, there, child. Dumb little kid. Dumb little kid. Just no like good. That. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's uh, episode three hundred fifty, which means it's laser disc time. So it's almost like it's been twenty five episodes since the last time. And what are we watching? What's next in that particular creep? Fun one. Starring my man from uh, Columbo episodes. Uh, Peter Falk? Yeah. Falk? Leslie Nielsen. Uh, Forbidden Planet from director Fred Wilcox from 1956. I mean, that's cool. Is that cool? It's not bad. I I don't mind. 1950s fun movie. Sci-fi. Sounds great. I mean, that's more my jam than anything. Than anything in this world. And I think, like, the week after that is, like, more, uh, like, fun, pulpy sci-fi stuff. So, cool. Cool. Easy easy listening. Easy watching. It's not bad. No. Or is it? Well, you know, half past the monkey's ass. It's time to call our quits there, bud. All right. So... That's it. Watch the shield. There's no quip. That's it. Just watch the shield. Yeah.